to the, uh, the, the doctor stuff and I explained that already um, what Spiro probably told you is that I actually I actually wrestled a couple times yeah he told me he did yeah. so so the way that kind of started was, it was almost kind of like a, as a rib because um, so I was like I said the, the first person that I worked for when it came to for wrestling stuff was this guy named Joel Joel Maximo from the SAT who's uh, he's um, he was a promoter at the time but before that he was, he was a wrestler he was really big um, in the Indies, in the New York scene with Amazing Red, he was part of the Spanish Announce team. So he was running a school in New, in New York. Right. And he's like, you know, I got close with him and he's like, Doc, listen, um, I was thinking, you know, maybe if you want to jump in the ring, we could do we could do something. And I was like, yeah, sure, no problem. Like, I've done shit before where it came to like somebody got hurt, like it was a double down and I had to go in the ring and check people out and then they tossed me out and whatever. It's, you know, well, that well, usual le- bullshit. Legit double downs? Like, legitly? No, it wasn't a legit. They, oh, they, just... they, they would give me the heads up before the show that, you right, know, right. we're going to call you in. We're yeah, going to throw yeah. up the fake X. Yeah. You know, pretend <laughs> that somebody's injured or what. I mean, I've been in the ring when people got injured before. We can talk about that later. Oh, of course. But, um, yeah. but um, the, um, you know, he was throwing me in there just to kind of do like, you know, a spot and whatever. So I got in there and you know, I got tossed out. No big deal. It was funny. And then, you know, the, ne- the next week he had this, uh, well, next month he had this, this looks kind of like Royal Rumble gimmick that was going on <laughs> called the Lions Den, where everybody would be like, you know, jumping in, the, the the numbers would count down, and then people would get into the ring and you know do the same shit as a Rumble. So he had an idea. He's like, listen, I, I think it would be funny 
if you actually got in the ring and did some spots and then got <laughs> tossed out, you know, as like, you know, a secret entrant, entrance into, <laughs> into the thing. So I'm like, dude, I'm down. Like, I'm totally fucking down. This is amazing. So, oh, for sure. You know, it, was, it was like a dream come true. So I went to the show. Um, I went to the school and we did a, you know, we did some trial run practice shit, whatever, where I was going through my spots. I was doing my stuff and I, and I purposely picked like the smallest guys to pick on. So I could throw them <laughs> around. I looked like I was a giant, which is funny. Really? So, yeah. Oh, shit. So of course, I think I'm going to pick one of the big guys. Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> no, no, so, you've done the right thing. Of course. I want, I want to get over. <laughs> so, of course, yeah. so at this point I've been doing this for a while and I've been at a bunch of shows and the crowd kind of knows who I am. Like, I'll go. I'll walk to the crowd, and some of like the the New York locals will be like, "What's up, Doc? What's going on, Doc?" Blah 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 blah. Because like, I felt like one of the boys because I'd be downstairs, and then I'd be in the ring. And if someone got legitimately hurt, I'd be in the ring. Or if it was a gimmick, I'd be back and forth. So, so these guys know me. And again, like this is this garage, this 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 like auto garage that was jam packed with like 150 people that probably could safely fit 70 people. Oh shit. Um, <laughs> it was hot. It was fucking nasty. It was oh, a mess. Oh, they're the worst type of joints, man. It was yeah. Crazy, dude crazy so the time for the spot comes and I'm, I'm with my girl and i'm like you got to record this because this is ridiculous <laughs> so i'm wearing like my scrubs which i never wear to the to the shows because then you're being a real mark oh yeah, so sure. like, i usually wear like a t-shirt and jeans <laughs> or whatever so but i'm wearing my scrubs because I, I got you know i got the surprise planned out so um i'm wearing my gloves too which i never wear while i'm sitting in the fucking crowd this is stupid so full gimmicked um, up <laughs> Full gimmick up, and I got my yeah. stethoscope around my neck. So, oh no, there, there, there's this big gimmick where everybody like gets tossed into somebody else, and everybody's down, everybody's out. Um, and these two guys do like this, this senton off the top, and they smash into most of the people that are over there, and they get up, and they're all like, you know, these two skinny dudes, they're high fiving each other because they because they they were a tag team. So right. now the so the ref like throws up the X and like you know waves me in because everybody's doubled down. So. Boom, I run into the ring and no one is paying attention, right? Um, that I'm in the ring because it's like whatever. So I'm like checking people, I'm making sure everybody's all right. And then suddenly, like, you know, the five, four, three, two, one, the bell goes off, like <laughs> burp, 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 burp. and I stand up in the middle of the ring and I grab my scrubs and I tear them off like Hogan. <laughs> and I got the shirt underneath that was a yellow shirt. Oh that, no. I cut the sleeves off that said Docomania. Docomania <laughs> on it. Exactly. It said Docomania on it. Exactly what it was. <laughs> Still in my closet. I pulled oh, this clothes up. I had tearaway pants and I tore those off. And then I start fucking hammering these dudes, right? I kick one of them in the stomach. I grab my fucking power bomb him. Then I grab the other dude. I lift him up. I give him a jackhammer. Oh, and I almost God. I almost fucking dropped him because I was I was so dude, I was so fucking jacked. Cause the I was crowd, gonna say that, yeah, for sure. The crowd fucking popped. They went. <laughs> they went off the fucking off their fucking seat. They went bananas, bananas. But literally banana. <laughs> like, literally, like exactly, exactly. Say, yeah. They went fucking nuts, dude. And I'm hearing this pop, and I'm like, and I I didn't know how anybody was gonna receive it. Man, I, I could have walked awesome. in, it would have been totally fucking flat. The pop was crazy, wow. right? And one of the guys who, because in New York you have to like you need a license to to do shows, so some people rent really? their license to to okay. other companies. To make money because the license is like thirty five hundred bucks, so they'll rent it to somebody else. And one of the You're guys who's yeah, no, it's, it's it's a total gimmick. That's crazy, yeah. And one of the guys who was renting the license was a guy from NYWC, like you know where Hawkins and Ryder came from. And he's like in the little bird's nest that they have above the ring, <laughs> right? Like in the office. And I didn't know this until afterwards. You can see it in the tape from from like on the back end. 
he's fucking jumping up and down inside the bird's nest, like losing his so fucking whole, mind. Because so the, the whole place was rocking. Because the whole place was rocking. I'll send you the video. It's fucking hilarious. Oh, I'd love to see it. Yeah, for sure. Place went fucking bananas, right? So I, I powerbomb this one dude. I fucking shit-canned the other guy. I jackhammer this dude. <laughs> and Jack then I had, one of, I had one of my friends in the crowd who had like a six-pack of beer. And then I, so I call my hand up and he throws me a beer, <laughs> throws me another one. I stone cold it. I throw it. And then all of a sudden I turn around and this big dude is up. The guy who's like six, five. Oh shit. And I try to choke. I try to like choke slam him. And he like, you know, just knocks me off, grabs me, choke slams me. And then he just shit can me out of the ring. Oh, and shit. dude, it was fucking everybody. I hit the floor. Everybody was patting me on the back. It was like the oh, craziest awesome. fucking feeling. On the it was so fucking dope. I loved it. You know, I retreat to the back and I go down and the boys are like, wow, that was the biggest pop we heard in this fucking place ever. Wow. Hilarious. Hilarious. So, so the it. doc, the doc got Migger over. <laughs> doc and Mania oh, was running wild. It was running wild. <laughs> That's awesome. So, so I did that spot and then he's like, dude, it was fun. We should do it again. So then I wind up like helping out this other guy who like his boys had, had turned on him. They had like this, this, this faction called Omega Black and it was like three of them. <laughs> they, they were three black guys. Shocking. Um, and the two the two dudes had turned on one of the dudes, so I'm in the I'm in the crowd as the doctor again, and it was a whole gimmick thing again. So he um he starts getting beat up by them because they because they turn on him, and he's hurt. The ref calls me, and I get into the ring, and they want to beat him up some more. So they grab me and they toss me aside and they kick me on the floor, and then they start beating him up. So of course I get up, Hulk up again, and I tear off the shirt. <laughs> That's and double double clothesline down. I take one of the guys, toss him out of the fucking ring. I do like the big boot on one of the dudes, and then my gimmick. You know how you know how John Cena does like the you know the uh, the, yeah, sh the, yeah, the yeah. shoulder dust. Right. When I wear my when I wear my gloves, so the guy's down, I'll just come out and I'll I'll snap one of the gloves, I'll snap the other glove, and then I'll drop the elbow, the people's elbow. It's snap hilarious, dude. Gloves, literally, it's hilarious, dude. Oh man, I could say that. And then I bounce off the ropes oh, and I take shit. a fucking tope suicide oh, outside no. to land on one of the other dudes. <laughs> I was fucking pumped, bro. Pumped. Before you so continue, right? Yeah. I just want to say one thing. D did you did you get like taught just before that, like, or you just did that just running on adrenaline, like topes so, and everything? So, so it's so it's a little funny. So, so we had kind of like the setup of what we we're gonna do, but you know, shit fucking always goes of course goes south yeah. when it comes to, especially when when you're a fucking greenhorn. So I was <laughs> yeah. training with them, I was training with them a couple. You know, I was trying to train at least once a week around there. But when I was in college. One of my really good friends from high school, Dame, his name's Damien, massive fucking wrestling fan, total mark for macho man, oh, to the that? point where his mother bought him a legitimate wrestling ring to put in his garage. <laughs> so we would go there on the oh, weekends shit, right. and just fuck and just That's fuck awesome. around. And just That's... I have these I the tapes have, are somewhere. I don't know where the fuck they are. They're somewhere in the space. I think he still has them. That we used to dress up like fucking Mr. Perfect and the Warrior <laughs> and Triple H and what and just Fuck around and just like you know, like just dumb fucking kids, which was the worst thing you could do because I almost got fucking paralyzed one day. Cause Shit. I, I picked this dude up who's like you know two two ten. I put him on my back and he grabs the fucking ropes oh as my. I try to lift him up and he just comes cracking. Oh up shit! I couldn't feel my fucking legs for like a good thirty seconds and I was like, oh shit, I'm shit. dead. So. I had done shit like that in the past. It was all backyard bullshit, whatever. I wasn't you know I wasn't doing any legitimate training, but hey, so I learned. Kind I of is too though, man. You know what I mean? It's trial by fire. I mean, if you right. look at guys like what's his name, fucking um, the Hardys. No, no, yeah, well, them, but but the kid from um, AEW now, the uh, Joey Janela, who oh. never, trained, never trained a day in his fucking life. Don't you know, get me started like about that. fucking yeah, Tubby Janelli, whatever the fuck. I mean, he, he, he's yeah. one of the biggest, was one of the biggest assholes in the business, by the way. I've um, heard, I've heard stories, but I mean, dude, 
But yeah, we'll, we'll get onto that later on. But anyway, yeah, continue on. So, um, so I had a you know I had a little bit from that, which was good, which which was you know it did me well. But I was you know learn learn how to take a bump, learn how to you know sell, learn how to throw a punch, learn how to hit the ropes was a big thing because that shit is like you know you watch it your whole your whole life and it looks yeah, fucking easy. It looks right. fucking easy. I'm just running. It's a it's a whole different mentality. It's a whole different game plan. You know the timing. Which you you know how you have to step, how you have to do shit, what you have to do, it's fucking tough. It's difficult. Um, and I give these guys credit, especially when they make it look fucking easy. Well, I'm glad you brought that up because I've always wanted to jump into a, an actual wrestling ring, right, and run the ropes and shit. I've been in a ring, I've been in a boxing ring, but that's not the same thing. You know what I mean? It's yeah, nowhere near the same thing, right? So I've never had the actual chance to actually get into the ring, right, and run the ropes. Is it really that hard? So you have to get used to it. It, it okay. fucks your back up a lot. You know, you see these videos I've of these dudes that, yeah. with axe rolls shredded up and shit right. like that. That's legit. Like that's for sure legit. So you, um, and then just getting you know the you you blow up real fucking easy. I mean, unless you have cardio like a machine, which I yeah, do not yeah. for sure. You know, you you blow up pretty fucking easy. Um, you know, it's good to be an athlete to you know to have those translatable skills that come across, which is great. But in reality. It ain't fucking easy. Let me tell you, it's 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 no, it's really no joke, and it's really these these guys, you know, as people call it, fake, you know, which is uh, big yeah. disrespects in the business. Big time, I agree. I hate that shit. Right? It is Terrible. ridiculous. It's stupid. But 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 one thing, did you find because you grew up watching it all your life and stuff, right? Did you find taking bumps a lot easier at first? And when I say taking bumps, like using your back to fall back, you know what I mean, onto the canvas and shit. Did you find that part easier in your mind or that was no, difficult not a, too? Not at all. It was difficult too. I mean, you have to fall the right way. I mean, listen, I, I could fall I could fall down right now in front of you one time and not get hurt. But if you got to fall fucking 12, 15, yeah. 20 times during a match, For sure. that shit starts to fucking hurt. So you have to look, learn how to fall the right way before you actually fall because if Absolutely. not, you're gonna, your career is going to be real fucking short. You know, like, like, like I have no idea how Ric Flair takes that sideways bump. That he oh, my takes. God. Yeah. You know, it's because he broke his back in that plane crash. But when he goes over it, the turnbuckle you're talking about? No, just in the corner. And anytime you watch him take a bump, he takes it always on oh, his yeah, side. Oh, right. yeah, sideways. He never takes it flat yeah, on his fucking true. back. He never what? does. Do you think that was because of the plane? It had to be because he broke his yeah. back and he's having some issues from that. But but how he, how that guy does that every fucking time and not and is still able to walk is beyond me. <laughs> yeah, that, no, that shit it's true. fucking hurts, dude. Fucking hurts like hell. So it's so, it, it's legitly it's it's tough. Like take bumps, no matter it's, what. It's, it's not, just yeah, not it's not fun. And the more you take, the worse it fucking is because it, it it's not like they get easier. I mean, there is a way to fall. You have to kind of like distribute your body weight and kind of get course, the biggest yeah. surface area possible by getting your hands out there. Some guys do it really 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 know well. There's a few people in the school who did it really, really well. And I'm like, I, I could just never replicate what they did. So I would just take a hard fucking bump and be done. Oh, um, shit. Which kind of sucks. <laughs> I can imagine. But, but I'm glad because, you know, from your perspective, it's interesting, you know, because a, a wrestler will always tell you the usual sort of thing. You know what I mean? If you ask yep. those sort of questions. And, you know, coming from a fan's perspective and, and you, like, taking all those bumps from a young age. And, by the way, man, <laughs> your, your friend's mum... What a cool mother, man. Seriously, I would have loved to have a ring when I was young. You know what I mean? Dude, like it was in, insanity. Insanity. Like full-blown, straight-up. I think she bought it for like 5K or something like that. Yeah, they expensive, set up, man. Set, crazy expensive. Set it up yeah, in his yeah. garage, and he had it for God knows how long. And we would just show up. Like, you know, I'd, I'd bring my girlfriend. He'd, everybody else bring their girlfriend. And he'd hit a <laughs> pool. They'd, the girls would chill outside. They'd hang out. They'd, you know, barbecue. And we'd be in the fucking sweltering That's heat sick. of Staten Island beating the shit out of each other. <laughs> That's awesome. 
I would have loved taking chair just... shots like fucking idiots. It was oh it was crazy. shit. <laughs> but yeah, man, like, dude, you know, you know, you know what I love about hearing your stories, man. Like, I can relate to a few of your stories, right? Not completely, obviously, because you you're in New York. Like I said, that's the mecca. Like I said, like I was saying last time. Um, but just the fact that you, I feel like you know, you fell. You were always at the right place, right time. Everything worked out for you, man. And and that's kind of like it gives me like a rush seeing you talk about it like you're good at like telling the story where i feel i can like literally visualize what you were going through and it gives me that same rush just picturing you going through that you know what i mean which is yeah, sure. awesome man that, that is awesome and, it, and my life has definitely been one of those right place right time like all the fucking time which is it, it's made me very very happy and given me some insane opportunities that i don't think oh, i've sure. ever, ever gotten um you know going along the line with it with that wrestling stuff so you know the they, they were building this gimmick with me against the other two guys from that faction. So I, you know, I wind up doing a one-on-one with one of those guys trained for that shit, like intensely. He and I were at the gym, like fucking twice a week going over every spot, going over every fucking thing, going over all this bullshit, which was, which yeah. was great. And then, and then, then when I got out there, it was even better. Like it was in Brooklyn. Um, I like blasted on social media. I had, <laughs> I had I had like fifty people there. My mom was there. My oh, dad no was shit. there. That's awesome. My son was there. My brother was there. My cousins. I had Talk my friends. Talk about the pressure, dude. <laughs> dude. It was crazy. It was so crazy. Yeah. And it's not like I'm main eventing or anything like that. Whatever. No, nah, it doesn't nonsense. matter. It's still a big deal, man. Of course, they fuck up my music, which was great. Of course, you know, <laughs> uh, I spent fucking like days trying to figure out what I wanted to come out to, and, and I they mixed had to this fuck fucking it. track up, and they fucked it up, <laughs> and they couldn't get it, which I was pissed off about. Um. And I had a great time. You know, it was fun. They gave they gave us like twelve fucking minutes, which is insanity. On That's a show. lot, man. Yeah, hell yeah. Crazy, crazy amount of time. So we you know we got to do all we we got to get all our shit in, which was great. Um, I went over with a uh, a variation of um the uh the Kenny Omega the he it's no. his old it's his old finisher. It's not the one winged angel. It's the old finisher where he basically puts you in the electric chair. And then, because the guy I was facing was skinny, which is which is always my uh, that, that, that's always in my writer. I gotta fight. I gotta fight the skinny guy. And he used to do it from so, the corner, wasn't it? So he, he electric chair, and then you basically pop him up, catch him, and then fucking bridge to the to the, oh, yeah, to yeah, the yeah, suplex. Yeah, 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 that's awesome. That move, man. So I finished with that, which was great. We had a bunch of like you know pr- pretty cool spots in there. We had you know of course the double down. We had other shit. So we had we had fun. Um, and then I did some tag team stuff here and there after that, and that was about you know that was about it. And then it kind of ended. Um, I was trying to get a gimmick going on with somebody else who was one of one of the guys in the school who it was kind of like almost almost like the the um, the Blake True Papadon stuff because we had a little bit of like legitimate heat here and there because um, he was madly in love with my wife. Oh, uh, you're kidding, dude! And uh, yeah, and oh I, shit! Know, he, he almost got a, he almost got a shit kicked out of him for real. Um, oh well, fuck! I don't blame you, bro. But uh, yeah, but uh. It never happened, you know. It was always teased, and we were getting there, and, and it was one of those ones where I really wish we had finished it because it would have been cool. Um, but listen, I, I enjoyed it. Like I, you know, would I go back and do it again? I don't know. Probably. Who the fuck knows? <laughs> probably. Fuck, I'm a fucking idiot. I was in my late. I was, I was in my late thirties when I did it at that point. But uh, hey, know. so what, man? I mean, hey, I'm in my late thirties, and if I could get that opportunity, I would jump at it, man. You know what I mean? I mean, for real, like I would. It, it was it was a lot of fun. It was you know, it's kind of one of those childhood dreams where you can kind of get out there and and feel that and feel the crowd and feel the whole thing. You know, it's 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 rare that you kind of get opportunities like that. Oh, for sure, and, man. And get that feeling too. And I, I got that as well when when I did some of the 
I did two amateur kickboxing fights as well as I was training over the, over those last 10 years when I was in, in the kickboxing gym. So they were in our, our home gym, which was nice. So I had, they had, you know, I had the hometown crowd hotel, yeah. which is great. So I come out, people popping. I came out to cult of, per, cult of personality. Because oh, uh, you know, again, I told you before I was, I'm a huge punk mark. Yeah, no, sure. Um, and uh, I had a great time fighting. It was uh, awesome. You know, I had those two fights. I won both of them, which was great. It was against oh, so the same guys. Both too. He wanted a rematch. So I had a rematch him again. The same dude. Um, and it, you know, that's totally fucking different. You know, we do the wrestling thing. It's a lot of it is just, oh, no, of course. Yeah. It's the crowd, you know, you, you, you feed off the energy, but when you're fucking sure. fighting, it's like, dude, you, you fucking like people throwing punches at your head, trying to murder you. So, <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's you or them, man. I mean, yeah, it, it's, it's, it's a little bit different when it comes to that. Yeah. The crowd gets you fucking pumped and hyped and shit, but you're already at, you know, 15 when you walk in the door because it's like some dude's gonna try and take your fucking head off. Yeah, well, you got another choice, man. You have to fucking, you know, yeah, exactly. Ready, even exactly. if you're scared, you know. Hundred percent. So that was awesome. Um, I kind of wish I did more fighting because fighting really kind of forced me to get into much better shape than I had ever been in my entire life, which was great. You know, I, I dropped a ton of fucking weight. I was like, I weight, I, I weighed less than when I was in high school at that point. So really, wow, ins- yeah, insanity. So because you know, you want to fight the lower weight class, so you have a little bit of an advantage blah 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 um but it was great you know i i miss it um and it's something that i if if asked to do it again i probably would put a few things aside and actually get down again so i could uh get back into it man have you ever considered i know because of your profession it would be hard to to actually do this full time i mean not i'm not saying like if you considered doing it full time but like did you seriously consider actually saying fuck it you know what? Let's just give this a go and see what happens. Which one, fighting or wrestling? Well, either one, both. Yeah. See, this is this is my problem. It's like it's one of those things where, like you said, because of my career, it's it's a little bit different. You know, difficult. Right. It's you know, listen, I make I make a decent fucking salary. There's no <laughs> yeah. way I'm 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 gonna put all that shit aside to go chase this dream. That's that's probably ain't gonna fucking happen. You know, f- fighting wise, I'm I'm no fucking Conor McGregor. I know that, so it's 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 not like it's a big deal. Ah man, um, undefeated. I mean, come on. Oh uh, no, average kickboxing fights is a different story than actually stepping inside. I see of some course, of these stories. Like I'm not touching that guy. Oh man, time. yeah. Huh. I mean, I used to do kickboxing when I was younger. I never fought in the ring or anything like that. I mean, the most I did was spar. And I was a, uh, actually funny enough. I'm a huge kickboxing fan, especially more back in the day. Today's MMA is totally killed that's that's style in my opinion even though glory kickboxing's around but to me nothing nothing beats the good old k1 k1 days in japan you know what i mean i mean yeah for sure that was a different I'm, I'm, level I'm, I'm also the glory new york doctor by the way oh you're kidding it's cool it's good it's fun is, is glory still going strong man because i haven't heard yeah. too much going on with with glory lately man they're definitely still around. They're uh, they're, they're kicking around. Um, the whole COVID thing kind of shut them down a lot as yeah. well. So they've kind of been sitting on the wayside for that shit. But um, every time they've been in New York, I've been the doctor for them. Uh, one of the doctors for them. There's a few of us who actually do it. So because you need more than one of us. Of course, um, yeah. But uh, yeah, Glory's awesome. I love it. It's a uh, it's it's a it's a great organization. They have some crazy ass fucking fights, which uh, I have no problem spending my time going over there taking. Oh care no of. doubt. See to me. I mean, I don't know if you agree with me or not, but I love MMA. Don't get me wrong. I mean, I love MMA, but nothing beats a great kickboxing fight, man. I don't, I don't yeah. know when, when it's a sick fight, man, and it's just they're just banging. You know what I mean? Kicks, yep. punches, 
man, I don't know, man. It, to me, nothing beats it. Yeah, listen, I, I appreciate all that stuff. If, if you're watching a fight and the guys are fucking killing each other and they are just warriors, whether it's kickboxing, MMA, boxing, for right. me, it's kind of, it's, it kind of all blends into one thing at some point. I was watching, I don't know if you saw it because you were probably busy today, but I just watched a Max Holloway fight a couple hours ago. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, dude. I, I do the peekums with that, but I didn't get to watch the freaking event, even though watch I watched the fight. Yeah, I heard watch. Holloway absolutely destroyed destroyed it though didn't he dude put on a clinic he was flawless throughout the whole performance i Looked tipped him to amazing. win but i didn't think he was going to win that easily you know what i mean amazing amazing and when you watch something like that you just kind of like get lost in the moment and you're For like sure holy shit like you know my my little guy's four and you know he kind of watches here and there when i'm watching stuff but he right. really doesn't care he's on his ipad so <laughs> i'm like oh and he goes what happened i said this guy just got head kicked he goes show it to me so i rewound it and I showed it to him, and I'm like, oh, penthouse. <laughs> That's awesome. Years old. And he sat there and watched the next two rounds, the, the, the next two rounds with me, like enthralled. He was like, "Wow, they're really going at it." I'm like, "Yeah, no shit, they are." <laughs> and he's fully saying that at four years old. Four like, years he, old, yeah. It's so, a, that's that's cool, man. Which um, which it's so anybody could. You know, it's just when you watch something like that, you can appreciate it, and it it kind of transcends everything. It transcends age, transcends oh, no race, doubt. transcends whatever. You know, you're watching someone at, at doing a masterful performance in a combat sport is it's it's like it's like seeing a symphony. Oh, for sure, I totally agree, man. Like I, I love all, all aspects of combat. So I'm a big boxing fan too, man. And it's a shame because I think boxing is sort of slowly starting to come back up a little bit, in yeah. my opinion, compared to a few years ago. And I'm not talking about, I'm talking about before even Mayweather, you know, the Mayweather days and, and Pacquiao, where them two were just dominating, you know what I mean? Yep. And um, I'm hoping, because there's a lot of good fighters coming out of boxing now, kickboxing is definitely slowed down a bit compared to what it used to be. And MMA is going from strength to strength. So, I mean, geez, and, and obviously professional wrestling is kind of suffering all around including AEW and even though I, I mean, except for new japan i love new japan obviously right now i think it's the best promotion in the game at the moment yep. but uh i just i just want professional wrestling to sort of get back to even just a few years ago where it was at least watchable you know yeah like you said you stopped watching you said last year right yeah somewhere about last year i stopped watching when you know i noticed raw's piling up on my dvr and i'm just and i really didn't oh, it's, care, it's pathetic know? yeah I used to sit down, I used to kind of like, you know, buzz through two or three of them in one shot, no big deal, and kind of keep up with the product. And then I noticed six, seven, eight, and then I'm like, I need space in the DVR. I guess I'm getting rid of this shit. (laughs) And it's funny that you bring that up and you say that because back in the day, dude, I used to tape everything. Like WCW, WWF, you know what I mean? Even shit that I'd borrow from the video store, I'd dub it, you know what I mean? Yep. I'd order all the pay-per-views. The amount of money I've spent on fucking professional wrestling, dude, is insane, I think. And it's like fucking hell. There's no way I'd spend a cent if if traditional pay per view was still going strong for yep. pro wrestling. There's no way I would spend a cent, particularly with WWE right now. It's that bad, you know. I mean, I yes. do have the network though, so yeah, I mean, I have, I've had the network for years, and I don't think I'm ever going to get rid of it. Ten bucks a month, whatever. Yeah, exactly. I'll throw something exactly. on here and there because I'll, if I'm paying for 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 the Rumble and I'm paying for Mania, that's going to be the the whole year. No doubt. Right there, so that's the way I justify keeping it around. And then all of a sudden, oh, oh, you know, Johnny Gargano had a good match with this guy. Okay, I'll watch that. Or you know, so and so did something. Okay, I'll flip back and I'll watch that. Or, or like you know, when they did the Undertaker stuff when he was retiring, I watched yep. that stuff. You know, you, 
it's it's worth the ten bucks a month because it it's is only ten bucks a month. Exactly. I don't understand people that bitch and moan online. Oh fuck this! I'm gonna fucking disconnect the WWE yeah. network because it sucks. It's not even about that. You know what I mean? And at the end of the day, like you said, it's fucking ten bucks. Like really? Yeah. Stop being a fucking cunt. <laughs> exactly. Stop being a fucking cunt and stop being a tight ass one at that too. You know? Fuck! It's yeah, only ten bucks. Hundred percent. And 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 my brother. He steals my account, so he doesn't even fucking pay me. So. <laughs> That's all right. I do it all the time, too, for people, man. <coughs> Excuse me. Fuck. But, man, how'd you get into the, the MMA's, uh, like, doctor game, pretty much? Like, how'd you get into the corners there? Yeah. Um, so, MMA wasn't legal in New York for the longest time. It was the last state, you should probably know. Yeah, I held out. It was the same here with Melbourne. Actually, Melbourne and New York, pretty much like unbanned mma pretty much at the same time so nice i know perfectly well about new york and and the predicament there until now obviously yeah and for new york it was some like stupid you know some culinary federation bullshit that they didn't want to come it was some crazy like hotel trade thing that was really what? was kind of it was over that stuff. shit yeah if you if you if you really dig deep into it it was something about the casinos and the hotel trade oh, so, and this oh, and that. It's, wow no shit and the Fertitta brothers, it was a whole big fucking like nonsensical thing. It wasn't even, and, and of course the politicians were in people's pockets and right, they weren't going to legalize shit because it wasn't going to be the, you know, the, the constituents didn't want, it's all a whole bunch, whole bunch of hokey bullshit. I so. actually didn't know that. I mean, pretty much once the Fertitta sold USC, it's pretty much when New York pretty much. Yep. Exactly. Well, cool with, with MMA again, right? Yep, exactly. So, um, so for me, you know, all that stuff started when my dad, again, I lean it back to my dad, who's a massive fight fan. It's kind of all over the place. Ooh. He's like, hey, um, there's this new thing coming up. I don't know if you want to watch it, but I'm going to I'm going to get in a pay-per-view. We'll take a look at it. It's called UFC. It was UFC one. So oh, I that sat was there. the worst event when you think about it. <laughs> cra craziness. I sat there and I watched UFC one with my dad and I'm like, wow, this is fucking nuts. Right. This is, this is crazy. Like you got dudes. The you box know, all different against... styles, yep. Yeah, the box against the sumo guy. Oh, you know, God. There was one crazy... fight on that in particular where they were laying down forever, dude. I can't remember I can't remember which fight it was, or it might, might have been UFC 2 even. I know it was one of the first three pay-per-views. Yep. Some of them weren't that great. Let's, yeah. let's put it like that. Well, so, no doubt. And, you know, I really gravitated towards the guys who were, like, you know, kicking the shit out of people in the face, which was great. You know this whole Gracie thing. I was like, oh, this is what the fuck is this laying and shit? <laughs> yeah. and I was like, you this looks to appreciate terrible. it later. Yeah. Oh, oh, a thousand percent. I right. mean, it, it was a total like you know because it's an art. You don't understand the exactly. art when you look at it initially. So you know, I wanted to see people get their head chopped off. You know, that <laughs> one sumo guy who gets kicked by the French guy in the teeth and the tooth. And yeah, you see yeah, his yeah, tooth yeah. flat. I was fucking. I was like, yeah. oh boy, this that guy's was crazy. <laughs> and then he gets tapped out by fucking you know by uh, by Hoist. Right. So, um, you know, I watched that from there, and I I started to kind of develop this, this, wow, this is pretty awesome. And it, it became like, you know, this fringe kind of thing where it was definitely fringe. It, it was, it was illegal. And, you know, you can only watch it in this in Colorado, whatever it was legal at that time. Or oh, really? Was. So you, it wasn't on pay-per-view like America wide. No, it was on paper, America wide, but they okay. couldn't broadcast it from specific States. They had to go to the States that was still legal. In. And I think Colorado was one of the States that it was legal in at that point. That's crazy. Um, so, you know, you're like, this shit's nuts. Uh, where are they going to go with all this? Is it even going to fucking last? Like, and guys, small, small guys. Right. Yeah, of course. Small guys, little guys against each other. All weight class, no weight classes, no gloves, 
basically no rules. You can't bite. You can't eye poke. You can't, you know, <laughs> the, the, the normal stuff. Right. Um, <laughs> like, you know, where are we going to go from this? And you watch it develop into, you know, what it is today, which is a very fine tuned sport where there's specific things you need to do. And if you're a fan of the game, you sit back and you, and you watch somebody in somebody's guard and you watch how skillfully they defend or That's how amazing, skillfully man. they right. catch a submission from the bottom or how skillfully they pass, which is stuff that when I watch UFC one, I was like, this is, what is this fucking nonsense? Like, <laughs> it's how true. is this guy? How is this guy doing this? <laughs> and even then, like, you know, listen, Manhattan is the hub of everything. And Manhattan was a, a 15 minute drive from where I lived. There was definitely a jiu-jitsu school over there because I knew somebody was training over there. And it was like, oh, you want to come? I'm like, I'm not doing that shit. That's, that looks boring. <laughs> and I wish that, you know, 30 years ago, 25 years ago, I picked it up then because I'd already be like a fucking, you know, fourth degree black belt in jiu-jitsu right now. And you would have been checking be, motherfuckers out anyway and, and everywhere. I'd, I'd, be a lot, I'd be a lot happier. So oh, I, I, that's sure. one of my big regrets in my life that I did not pick it up at that time. Um, so, you know, so I, so I loved the UFC from the very beginning. You know, I was there for the for the beginning years for the shamrock years for the old for the gracie years i was there for the matt hughes years the rich franklin years the iceman years the couture and it's i've been there every step of the way so you know i'm a student of the game i love mma i've watched thousands of fucking fights and it was just my jam you know my dad loved boxing and i loved mma and it just developed from over there and me being a doctor in new york i didn't you, in, in the states, you have to get a license in each state to practice medicine. So if I want to go practice That's bullshit dude. medicine really? in, in, New, in New Jersey, which is like you know, just, <laughs> yeah, just down the road, the border, practically, right? Yeah, I, I need I need a New Jersey license, which costs eight hundred bucks. Oh, and that's not too practice, too bad. It's still expensive, though. To me, yeah, you shouldn't have to pay it though. But yeah, there should be like you know a a national na nationwide license where you just get it. You can practice wherever fuck you want to practice. So exactly, no no but, doubt but about it. But they don't do that. So, um. So a lot of the fights were happening in Jersey, happening in Connecticut, happening in, you know, Boston, Massachusetts, Delaware, whatever. But I, I wasn't going to commit myself to do anything over there because I was busy. I, you know, I was a resident. I have a family. I wasn't going to go crazy and do that stuff because I just, it, it was what it was. No, it's fair it's enough, kind of, dude. If it comes around, I'll get it done. That's it. And it, came, and it came around. And when I knew it was coming around, that's when I jumped on to join the athletic commission because they have the, the market <laughs> corner with that because they do all the, uh, the MMA stuff. It's not amateur stuff. It's not like, you know, like the kickboxing stuff is not governed by, by the athletic commission. No, it's, it's, it's all gangsters, man, with kickboxing, really, man. Yep. It's governed by, by specific organizations like the International Karate Institute or yeah, the World Kickboxing bullshit. Association. Yeah, it really so is they, bullshit. They do their, yeah, it's yeah. Bullshit. They it's do bullshit. their own, they do their own licensing and stuff like that. So the, the athletic commission doesn't touch them at all. They have a little bit of oversight, not a ton. So I was able to do that stuff without the athletic commission, but I knew once MMA got there, I had to change the tune and I had to jump on sure. and get on the athletic commission. So I did. Um, and with the athletic commission, you have to um, do, it's, it's not like I could be like, Oh, Hey guys, uh, McGregor's coming in town. I want to work that fight. If you say that you're probably not going to work that. Oh, fight no doubt about it. No, because these guys, you know, they have specific positions who are, just tasked to do the athletic commissions that they work for this they work for the state and they have usually thursday friday saturday sunday shows that they're doing every single week and they have a ton of paperwork they have like these you know the low-level boxing fights that promoters like show up like evander holyfield's promotion in brooklyn or one in queens or one in westbury in, in, in long island or deep in ronkonkoma in long island you know wherever the hell you gotta you gotta drive so you gotta wind up taking the good and the bad 
and the more prominent you are, like, oh yeah, I'll pick up the one that's in my college, sure, because which I did, because nobody wanted to go there because it was going to be a shitty fucking fight, and it's like whatever. <laughs> really, <laughs> but they need people, and if the more you show your face, the better a the better you get at, and and b the more they were like, oh, you want to go work the MSG fight? No problem. So um, you kind of have to take the good and take the bad and kind of go from there. And that's understandable, man. I mean, and you've done the right right thing anyway and the smart thing at that too. So I kind of like pushed myself into into it from there because I knew it was coming and I knew that the only way I was going to be able to work cage side was going to be with the Athletic Commission. So I joined the Athletic Commission, which I'm totally happy about because they're a great bunch of people. And I've had a really good time with them so far. Um, and we, um, you know, we, we just basically, it's like a traveling circus. Basically the crew gets together. You got a bunch of inspectors. You got a bunch of physicians. You got a bunch of overseers who grab the fighters. They, they're with them from the minute they get into the door to the minute they leave the building. Really? Um, you get assigned specific fights while you're there. Obviously you can't pick them. You know, and, and to ask for them would be kind of like suicide because then you're not going to, wind up getting it um you examine your you, you we usually have like the, the day before we were examine all the fighters we show up they, they usually want these you want a two-day commitment out of you so if it's thursday if, if the fight's on saturday friday will be the the weigh-ins and then okay. the, the examination so at that point you just get whoever's available there's no picking you just kind of like bang out whoever's there and then the next day we show up to the fight we, we you know we walk the stadium figure out the exit routes, talk to the ambulance guys. If we have to get anybody out of there, how are we going to get them out of there? Do the whole logistic things, set up, set up our spots, set up our areas in the back where we're going to examine people and then start banging out the exams again. So we examine them the day before and the day of check their weight, you know, check the hydration status, blood pressure, heart rate, vision, blah, 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 go back and forth and then clear them. And then now you'll go out and you know, they'll assign you a fight. So it's okay. Fight one is going to be Arroyo and Johnson. Arroyo's in blue, Johnson's in red, and then you go to your you go to your corner, and then you just keep an eye on your fighter. You sit wow. back, you watch your fighter, you watch the you know the damage they're taking, any specific things. Usually, you'll have one of the the bosses sit with you, the boss physician sits with you, who kind of like observes everything. In between rounds, you'll get, you'll get in the cage, you'll examine the fighter briefly to make sure everything's okay. If they look fine, you can kind of sit back and not do anything. And then once the fight is over, examine your fighter. You take him to the back, do a full exam either clear them or put them on a hold or send them to the hospital, depending on what's going on and then move on back and, you know, into the, into the, into the queue and then get another fight and pick it up and do the same thing all over, all over again. And there's really no picking fights. You know, sometimes you have to pick a, you know, a, you have to put yourself against the fight. Like I have to recruit myself because I've trained with this guy and I, it's going to, it's not ethically okay for me to, you know, either be in his corner or as his doctor or be really? on the opposite corner. So yeah. then I like that. Well, you have to like, you know, announce that, so listen, I train with this guy. I know him, you know, I know him. Right. I can't, I can't, I, I can't work that fight. That's great um, insight, actually, man. I, I, I appreciate you telling me this. I mean, I hope you're allowed to even talk about this shit, man. They I'm, I'm probably that. not, but it's fine. It's yeah. not a big deal. I mean, it's, it's <laughs> honestly, all the commission is the same. It's very basic stuff. It's not a big deal. All right. Yeah. Because yeah, I don't want you to get into any nah. shit over like, you know, what you're saying. Cause if, if that's the case, I would even edit that shit out. You know what I mean? Nah, I'm not worried. All right, cool. Just just in case, you know, but because this is great insight. I've heard no one actually talk about it like that, man. It's it's quite interesting, man. I mean, I'm I'm actually intrigued by it, and it's it blows my mind because um, do you have the power to stop a fight? I know the ref basically has the power to stop the fight, but if you feel someone's taking a lot of damage and the ref's not stopping the fight, 
Can yes, you intervene? Sir. Absolutely. So oh, I've so you a, can. I've stopped a couple of fights in, in, in my time. Um, most of them from uh, mostly from cuts because the referee usually doesn't stop a fight from a cut. Yeah, that's they'll call, true. They'll call the, they'll call the doctor and do that. You know, the, the, the ref is pretty much the guy who sits there and, and will and will usually stop a fight. Right. If it's in between rounds and I'll, and if I if I go in and I have a fighter who I know took a lot of eye damage, and I'll be like. Uh, all right, how many fingers do I have up? I'm holding, and if, if they can't see, then I'll stop the fight from there. So that's another oh, way that, you know, that no for, for me to stop a fight. But for, for me to jump in a ring and stop a fight is very rare because usually the ref gets to it way well, and a good ref will get to it well before I'll get to it because they're uh, you know they're, they're they're super attuned to all that stuff and they're and they're sitting there. Um, and a lot of times, some of them will pull me aside in between rounds, and I work with a lot of them, and I, and I know a bunch of them. Um, especially in the local kickboxing scene. I know a lot of the refs that are over there and, you know, a bunch of the friends of mine. So we, and we've worked together for a bunch of years now and I'll get in the ring and, you know, they'll put their hand on my shoulder and they'll give me a squeeze and they'll look at me and they're like, and I'll walk over and, you know, assess the fighter and see if he's glass eyed, see how he's responding to his corner, see how, you know, his, his mentation is when it comes to sitting on the stool if he's wobbly, if, you know, does he realize the water is in front of him? Does he put his mouthpiece back in when he needs to? So, you know, shit like that, you have to kind of pay attention for and see what's going on. And I definitely stop fights where, where guys are just fucking completely out of it um, and cannot continue from there. Because shit, you know, shit happens. Oh, no um, doubt. But uh, it's, you know, it could be a difficult thing. Like, yeah, I'm sure you, you, you were there. Well, you, you were watching or you had seen... The uh, the Nate Diaz Masdaval fight. Oh Jesus, yeah. So I'm so I'm sitting ringside for that fight. I wasn't I, working I love the him, fight. But also, you were there. I was there. I wasn't oh, working awesome. the fight. I wasn't working the fight, but I was working the crowd that night. Um, and it was really hard to get into because Trump was there. So like shit was hitting the fan, and you had to go through like high security clearance. And That's I realized, up, man. I realized very late that 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 it was gonna be that bad because I was just gonna walk in and let one, let one of my friends work the crowd and me just work the. Uh, sit back and relax. Right. Um, but then I realized that I was, wasn't going to be able to get in unless I did some magic. So I did some magic and I got in <laughs> and um, I sat, I kind of helping him out in the back and I sat ringside for, for, for those two fights. And, you know, if you remember what happened with that fight, the doctor stopped that fight in between the third and fourth round or second and third round. One I of think them. it was second and third. Yeah. A after he, um, was in the ring with him, cleared them to start the to start the round, and then right when they were about to start, he steps in and then stops the fight. Which Which is um, stupid, man. I mean Which let the crowd go fucking bananas. Now yeah. that guy who did that is my boss. Oh shit. <laughs> so he's the oh, guy shit. Who, he's the guy who runs the athletic commission. He's the head physician of the athletic commission. Shit. A guy who I who I trust immensely, who I think is one of a fantastic fight doctor. Right. Who, who's the student of the game who really knows it. Why um, would he do that though? Like what was the motivation behind that? Like, don't, I don't know. Yeah. It's probably it's, best it's you don't answer that if anything, but yeah. Yeah. I'm not gonna answer the question. Yeah. It, yeah it's a it's difficult better. thing, but you know, what, what, what ensued after that was, was pretty is typical, like, you know, wrestling fan, MMA fan nonsense. The amount of death threat, death threats, this guy got calls to his office. <laughs> They lit him up I, on Twitter. I think they I heard that. Yeah, I did hear memes. about that. 
you know, there's websites in 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 uh, in the states where you, you could rate a doctor if you go to a doctor, and oh, they really? were going and they were going on his on his on his website, like on wow. his on his grading website, and saying this fucking guy needs glasses, he's fucking blind, <laughs> he has no idea what he's doing, blah blah blah, and like you know, ripping him apart from a standpoint that he should have not been ripped apart because. This has nothing to do with his normal livelihood. I know. What, is, an, what the fuck do the fans even fucking know anyway? At the end of the day, you know what I mean? Like, they're no fucking doctors. Oh, come I mean, on, come bro. On. You know it's I mean? like wrestling fans. They know everything. You know? Exactly. You, fuck. You, you can't pull the wool over his fucking eyes. But that's know? why I don't understand people sometimes, man. <laughs> you know what I mean? I really don't. Like, some, sometimes just people are just, yeah. Well, that's another story, though. Every, but, yeah. Everybody knows better than everybody else. This is the problem. Everybody's an expert. This, this is the issue. And this is what I deal with my whole fucking life as a doctor. Like, everybody's a fucking expert, and this is the issue. Like, people Ooh, walk I in the door imagine like, the politics oh, in there. oh, it's ridiculous. Yeah. It's like, oh, I got this. I got that. I want this. I'm like, no, you don't need any of that stuff done. Don't trust me. Don't worry. You're good. Um, so it becomes like this this struggle where, you know, people <laughs> think they could, because they could Google shit that, you know, that, that they have a medical degree. So yeah, yeah, I was going to say that. <laughs> which they don't. So crazy it's 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 bananas and it's <laughs> ridiculous so um you know people really went off the deep end with this poor guy I felt really bad for him he had to like you know speak to the sheriff because he was getting death threats at his house yeah i've I heard bits and was, pieces about this shit yeah it was really like unnecessary and and, and and the guy really really looks out for fighters he really has did their best that's wrong man that's just and, stupid and, yeah and he's a fight fan on top of that you know he's not like some you know retard who has no idea what's going yeah, on no has no stake in any of this bullshit so that pisses um, me off just hearing that i mean really i mean that's just yeah. that's not fair on him you know what i mean no not at all and he's pretty shooken up and, and, and if you know yeah, yeah listen diaz definitely cuts and he bleeds and he and he always really every fight he looks like he's about to you know what i mean about to die yeah exactly but this guy's fucking cut was it was right up here wasn't it sort of thing like it was, it was right across his, his bridge of his eye but it's also under as well so it almost made like it almost met in the middle or beside his eye which would have like peeled off most of his fucking both eyelids if actually would have met over there. So the, the, the issue with being a ringside doctor is that if you stop the fight too early, everybody fucking hates you. And if you stop the fight too late, then someone's going to get brain damage or someone's going to take punishment that they don't need to. So there's no real sweet spot in between there. That sucks, man. And, and it's, it does suck. And, and, and it's a job that's nearly impossible to do well when it comes to stopping a fight because Someone's not going to be happy, and probably a lot of people aren't. I understand. Fighters definitely not happy. I've almost been swung on by fighters for for, for stopping fights. (laughs) No shit. Yep. Um, because they don't understand, and you know, usually before every fight, if 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 I'm doing it outside of the commission, I'll get to have like a fighters meeting with with the fighters, like the refs do it, and the and the officials do it, and then I'll step up and I'll say something, and I say, listen, I just want you guys to look around this room right now because half of you guys are going to fucking lose tonight. Just right. realize That's that just that half you guys, you know what I mean. Half you guys are gonna yeah. lose tonight, unless this whole place is a draw and everybody's gonna fucking win. Half <laughs> you gonna lose tonight. Do not be a dick about losing. You're in you're in martial arts, which is the most respectful sport on the face of the fucking planet. Absolutely. You you win with grace and you lose with more grace. So when you when you lose, if you lose tonight, remember that and do not be an asshole. Because I've had guys who walked out of the ring and threw threw their fucking trophy up in the air in the crowd. At, or fucking like you know start start throwing their stool throw the water bottle and it's like bro we don't need any of that shit we got kids in the crowd we got yeah, pregnant man. people in the crowd like do not do that you need to be a hero you know what i mean like fuck you need to be a total asshole about the whole thing it's right like come on dude so that's the, you know that's my go-to speech for the fighters just to let them know that half you are gonna fucking lose tonight 
just get ready. Um, but, uh, you know, doing all that stuff has been one of my passions. And for me, like the, the, the Mecca for me was to get to the UFC was to work for the UFC. You know, WWE was on there, but they had their yeah. own set of doctors. So it's really yeah, difficult yeah. To, to work in, the, in their, in their situation. Um, you know, the closest I've gotten was working a lot of house shows for them in the back for the fans. Um, and kind of helping out those guys over there, which was, you know, it's 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 just as good for me when it comes to that because yeah, I get to sit in the back and you know Randy Orton walks by yeah. and I'm like, yo, what's up, Randy? What's going on? Oh, how's it going? Oh, blah, blah. <laughs> and you know, because I knew I know a couple of them, like I know Adam Cole from the ROA stuff, so I yeah, pull yeah. him aside and talk to him. I'm good friends with Kurt Hawkins, so I'll talk to him when when when, he, when I saw him backstage. So you know, I I get a little more in with the boys that you know than I did before, and then you start getting in, getting in with the officials, the docs, and you know they take care of you and stuff like that, which was cool. Um, but uh, the, for me, the ultimate was going to be UFC. And and I, I hit that and I got there and I'm still doing it. And it still makes me as happy as, as, as I am now than I was when I first got it. Because it's like that? one of those things. I don't know. Just, I just, I just, I love, I love, I love combat sports. I love fighting. I love being literally, you know, getting bled on as the person who is the closest to the king. Literally, yeah. literally, literally getting bled on. So you get a, like a buzz out of it pretty much. It's, it's, you, you, I could reach up my hand and put it on the fucking cage. I mean, I have photos <laughs> with guys who are literally like right here in front of my face who are sitting right there. So, I mean, it's awesome. And it's, and I still get, I still get that buzz. Like you said, it's why God knows why, you know, because I've done a bunch of times already. Um, but I, until it stops giving me that buzz, I'm, I'm going to keep going. Absolutely, man, as you should. And, and like I said, I don't know what it is about you, man. It's just the way you describe things. But it makes me feel good seeing you, like, reflect on that shit, man, and, and how much it means to you, man. Because it really does, man. I, I think you've got an interesting life. I mean, really. And we're only, like, breaking down, on, I guess, like, just 1% of it. You know what I mean? So, dude. I think being in your position, man, you've got a dream job, dude, but not just a dream job. You're doing what you love and what you've always been a fan of too, man, which is just awesome in my book, you know? Yeah. I mean, it's, uh, it, it's been, it's been fun and it's been shit that I thought would never happen in my life. Shit that I thought, you know, would be unattainable from whatever ways and getting, having a family, getting it done still 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 getting you know my my actual job you know we haven't even talked about my real fucking job which is hilarious um wait a minute which, is there something i'm missing here or oh well I, the whole fight thing is is isn't my that, that's just my side job yeah like, yeah, yeah. I, I get that so so you know I, I i my real job is i work in a hospital in an er so when i take shifts oh no time, shit and you know I'm, I'm i run the department so i i am fucking responsible for all alex that. dude <laughs> <laughs> the day to the day to day, you know, happenings and organizations, I supplies take my and all to that. You, man. Seriously, you're amazing, man. Full on. So, not to sound like I'm sucking your dick, but geez, you know what I mean? <laughs> no, listen, I don't want you to suck seriously. my dick, bro. <laughs> yeah, neither do I. But, but no, no, no. But seriously, like, that's admirable, man. I mean, fuck, like, you even work in ER for Christ's sake, man. <laughs> yep it's 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 been a it's been a quite the charm charmed life, and and I can't complain, man. I, I've I've really. Like you said, a lot of it's been right time, right place, you know, putting myself in places where I know things are going to are going to happen. The things that I want to happen are going to happen. Right. Which, you know, you have to know the right people. You have to know the right situations. Oh, and, sure. and then sometimes, you know, shit just falls into your lap 
accidentally and you're just like oh, okay that was fucking weird but i'm gonna roll with that shit it was meant to be man yeah like, like i'll give you a for instance um when the when the, the first event for ufc came to, to new york city i was not with the commission yet i had just signed my contract with them but i was working the back of the house with that company crowder rex who does stuff for msg yeah so i had pushed myself into there the guy who runs, who was like the, the, the chief operating officer at Crowder X is a friend of mine who was like, hey, bro, I'm going to have dinner with the head UFC doctor. You want to join us so he can meet you because I want him to you know, get to know you so we could do some stuff for him. Yeah, no problem. Awesome. So so I, 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 it was lunch. I go to lunch with him, this guy named Jeff Davidson, who's the head UFC doctor, uh, my friend Connor, and Jeff brings his girlfriend with him. So they're from Vegas. Jeff... He's an ER doctor, so already he and I like have you know have similar you know similar pathways, right. similar mind similar mindset because you got to be crazy fuck to be an ER doctor. <laughs> no doubt about we it. we hit it off right away. I hit it off with his girlfriend right away. We're talking, we're laughing, we're joking, we're talking about fights, we're talking about old fights, new fights. Who do you like for this? Who do you like for this? Blah blah blah. So boom, we hit it off. Um, and I give him my number. He gives me his number, and um. If this is it, I, I I wasn't even gonna go for the story, but I'm gonna tell you the story. It's pretty funny. Okay. That night, I'm home with my son. This is now. This is the this is the the night before the pay per view, and the one when McGregor fought Alvarez, and I'm with my son, and I get a text message from the doctor Jeff, and he's like, uh, "Hey, uh, you awake right now?" And it was like 11:30. I said, "Yeah, what's up?" He goes, "Uh, I need a favor," and I'm like, "Oh man, right?" I'm like, "Fuck." <laughs> what the fuck is this going to be? Right. <laughs> so I'm like, uh, I'm like, this dude definitely wants cocaine. Oh, I'm like, they never been in New York before. Somebody needs, co somebody needs cocaine. <laughs> and I'm, and I'm going through my head. I'm like, I'm like, oh my God. who do I know oh, that's going to have cocaine? Because <laughs> I've never done, I've never done cocaine in my life. So hey, man, I want to try it. Have Hey, I'm whatever. Judge, I, more, more power to you. Right. I want to try it one day, but but I've never done it in my life. And I'm like, who am I going to know that has cocaine? So he calls <laughs> me up, right? And he's like, hey, so what's up? He goes, listen. He goes, one of the UFC, well, he told me the, the guy's name. He goes, one of the UFC's higher ups kids just got hurt. He oh, has shit. a laceration. He has a laceration. He has a cut. And we need to get it sutured. Do you know anywhere in Manhattan that we can get it done? Like quickly, in and out, no big deal. I said, listen. I said, I'll do you a solid, okay? If you bring him to my hospital, I will meet him there and I'll do it myself. I'll get him in and out, no problem. And we'll just be done with it. So he goes, okay, no problem. Um, I go to the hospital, the VIP rolls in the door. It's the, the, the it was the, the, the kid with the wife. It wasn't the VIP who was there. Right. Um, and I suture him up and I, you know, send him off on his way without registering, without charging him, nothing, boom, get it done. Um, I go to the, I go to, I go to MSU the next day and Jeff texts me, you know, the UFC doctor. And he's like, Hey man, you did a really good thing this, uh, you know, last night. And, um, the boss wants to meet you. No way. Yep. And I'm like, okay, that's cool, man. I appreciate it. Yeah, yeah for sure. Let me do it. Um, so now I'm sitting back. Right. And my son, who was probably, I don't know, 13 at the time or something like that. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Some. 12 or 13, somewhere around there. He he wanted to go to this fight really bad, but this fight is like legitimately sold out. 
sold out and tickets are like, you know, the nosebleeds are like 600 bucks. Shit. It's bananas, it's bananas right? Bullshit. Really that much? Yeah, it, it was crazy. It was, it was, it was, it was crazy. Because his first UFC fight at McGregor, you know, it was, it was, a, it was yeah, a big deal. It makes sense. It makes sense for sure. So, so I call up my son. I say, listen, bro. I said, there's a slight chance that I may be able to get us some tickets. You know, because he was with me. He was with me that night that I, that I went to go suture up this VIP's kid. Um, I said, so, so tell your mother that, because I'm not, I wasn't with her. Right. That um, you may become an MSG. So, on the heels of that, I give my my best friend a call, who's a massive MMA fan. I say, Vin. I said, listen. I said, there's a slight chance that I may be able to get you guys tickets. You were pretty MSG confident by this point, weren't you? <laughs> I, 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 I hadn't met with the boss yet, right? Yeah, yeah. But it was one of those ones where I was like, if I could parlay this, I may be able to to swing this. So, <laughs> um. He's like, all right, I want standby. Let me know. So, you know, the, sh- the prelims start, and I'm like, oh, this is getting a little really more and more hairy. So I'm texting Jeff. He's I'll like, say, yeah, by this be- point, you don't know if he's still going to go or not. So, yeah, even while exactly. the prelims are going. Yeah, even while the prelims are going. So, wow. he's like, oh, yeah, listen, he's busy, right? He'll meet you in a second. Don't worry, blah, blah, blah. So finally, they usher me into the boss's office. Now, I'm not going to say the boss's name. You, you probably no, no, know no, what I'm talking I understand. about. I understand. You know, I'm t- you know what I'm talking about. I walk in the door, and he's there. And he's like, you the doctor? I said, yeah. He goes, dude, you did me a massive favor last night. Shakes my hand, gives me a hug. He's wow. like, he's like, whatever I could do for you right now, just let me know. I'll take care of it. And I'm oh, like, wow. so I was like, well, listen, you know, I, I think I have a list of demands. I said, uh, you know, you know those octagon girls? I said, uh, if you got five of them, I could fit them all right here. <laughs> and he starts like laughing. He goes, oh, you don't want to do that. Don't worry. <laughs> And then I'm like, listen, I always wanted to fight in the UFC, and I know Cerrone has doesn't have an appointment tonight. It doesn't have an opponent tonight. And he's like, I would not do that to you, my friend. There's no way I'm doing that. You would have been laughing um, for sure, though, man. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, so he, so he's laughing. I'm laughing. Right, we're like, right. High five at each other. We're like, you know, joking around. And then I was, he's like, yeah, I appreciate what you did. I said, yeah, listen, bro, it's no problem. I was with my son last night. I, I just, you know, I, I dipped out and I went over there and I took care of it. He goes, where's your son right now? I said, my son's home. I said, but I definitely know where he wants to be right now. He goes, <laughs> smart, he goes, he goes, smart answer. Yeah. He goes, give him a call. Bring him down. I'll take care of it. Don't worry about wow. it. He goes, how many tickets do you need? I said, if you can get me two tickets, I would be forever grateful and I'd really appreciate it. Thank you so much. He goes, no problem. He goes over to this girl who's sitting on the side. Right. He's like, I need two tickets in the in the, in the the um, the Zufa area oh. for, for this guy. So no I immediately call my friend. I'm like, Vin, go pick up my son, Colin, and bring him right now. So Vinny has to leave from Staten Island to Brooklyn to Manhattan. Dude oh, jumps shit. in his car. He's already half in the bag because he's been drinking. Flies to Brooklyn, <laughs> picks up my son. They fly to Manhattan. Oh, they park, and I meet them downstairs. And now he gives me these fucking tickets that are insanity, right? Like banana tickets. They're like, the face value of the tickets is 1500 bucks. Fuck. So, and then probably would have gone for at least five Gs. 11 G's. There we go. Wow. So I, I meet them downstairs. I bring them upstairs. The main card hasn't started yet. They're still in the prelims, which is great. They sit down <clears throat> and now they're literally like three rows away from the cage Fuck. at the biggest event MSG probably has ever had in like decades. Um, Right behind Joe Rogan, right behind Dana White. That's awesome. Madonna's in their section. The Jonas Brothers. <laughs> oh my God. Fucking... You, my, my, at one point, my son texts me a photo. You, Jackman, is two rows behind him. No way. He goes, Dad, I got better seats than Wolverine. <laughs> so, yeah, one, one, of, your, one, of, your, awesome. one of your boys over there from Australia. 
So this is a good guy too, man. Yeah, he's an awesome guy. So, <laughs> yeah. so like you know, Guy Ferrari's over there and fucking all these other, all these, all these. He's in Celebrity Row, right? Right. So he, so my friend Vin is a total stoner. He's sitting there with my son, who's like, <laughs> you know, you know, looks like a little kid, and and the, the security guard is sitting there with him, like you know, in between fights. He walks over <clears> to my friend, my, my friend Vin. And he goes, listen. He's like, dude. I'm I'm not being a dick because you're probably fucking some rich, rich investment banker that has a ton of money. He goes, <laughs> he goes, he goes, but how'd you get these seats? Because these oh, are like man. the VIP seats. And if we sell these seats, they're like 11 grand a piece. He told him, he told him a story of how he got the seats. He was like, Oh, I heard about that. He goes, you guys lucked out tonight. And wow. my son and my best friend got to sit three rows from the fucking cage from one of the craziest UFC events ever. Like the first That's MMA event in New York. Insanity, yeah. Again, right place right time like shit just like you, you, if, if i were to write this down and like tell people and like put this like in a movie people are like oh, that's bullshit it's never gonna happen no but you got and the gift happens. to gab too alex I, I can tell you know what i mean you, you're a great talker man you've got the gift to gab you know what i mean like it's it, it helps my mother gave me that it helps um that's, and that's cool. and and now now me and Jeff are like are really good friends and then I introduced Jeff's girlfriend to my wife and the two of them are awesome no friends. No way. So 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 every time UFC comes in town, I go have dinner with Jeff and and, and his girlfriend with my wife. That's crazy. And then <laughs> I, I either work the fight or I work the back of the fight. And then Sharon, who's my who's my wife, has dinner with, I mean, goes to the event with um his girlfriend and the two of them sit together and hang out and chill out. No and whatever fucking and, way. And watch the thing. So so it's it's. It's been a pretty awesome like situation. Dude, man, you got to be pumped just thinking back on all that, man. I mean, seriously, like that that's it, that's a cool story, man. It's hard to make that shit up, man. No, I I totally believe you too. That's the thing. You could tell you're not lying, man. Put it that way. You know what I mean? And and that's humbling, dude. I'm I'm sure that would humble you, you know? I mean, it's, again, it's just, you know, I'm I'm never a dick about any of this stuff. It's just right place, right time. It, and it's it's there's some magic way that shit just always falls to my it's lap and true, i'm able man. to parlay this for that and, and figure things out and it's been it's been like i said it's been quite the ride and i've enjoyed it immensely um i wouldn't trade it at all at any point in my life for you know for any of it and it's it's been really great and i hope to god that i'm, I'm able to get more of these out you know out of the world because uh for sure I, i've already surpassed any luck that you know that that, that i should have had no, dude. I mean, you, sh you shouldn't think like that anyway, dude. I mean, look what you do f for people. Think about it. You could be the biggest dick, right? Just say. But the fact that you save lives, man. I mean, I'll take my hat off to you to just doing that, man. I mean, you you might think sometimes you don't deserve all that luck and, and whatnot. But you know what, man? It's a real thing sometimes, man. I think, you know, you do well. You you get you you, you get it back. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, for sure. You know, I'm a strong you, believer of that, man. I mean, doing what you do, man, it's it's not easy, man. I mean, I couldn't do it. Put it that way. I'll, I'll do you one better. I don't do regular emergency medicine. I do pediatric emergency medicine. So I Jeez. do kids. Just kids. That's it. That's even more, like, even more respect, man, because it'd be hard. I'm, I'm sure you've seen some fucked up shit. You know what I mean? I've seen a lot of fucked up shit. Yeah, and, and, and now you're telling me you, you deal with kids only. That's even more, like, courageous and man i've got i mean dude seriously I'm, I'm lost for words like i've got way more respect for you now than ever just for the fact of what you do man for real 
And you just thought I was a cunt when you first when you, when you first talked to me. <laughs> yeah, man, put it this way, but that's what makes it, that's what makes it so good because never in my wildest dreams I would have been talking, dude. Like seriously, I mean, you're a big deal whether you you know it or not. Like seriously, you know what I mean? It's and the type of person you are, it's even more great. Like just seeing and hearing what you do, man, because. I don't think I've ever met a doctor so down to earth like you are, dude. I mean, and I've known a few in my time too, but not like you, man. You're one of a kind for sure. Most of them are assholes. And then I, and I usually tell them to their face that they're assholes, so it's fine. <laughs> See, and that's what makes you even more of a better person, man. Because it's like you, you're a bit of a people's guy, man. I'm, I'm the people's doctor. Should, the people's should that be my new, my, my new gimmick? <laughs> the people's doctor. Dude, you should have done that. <laughs> you should have <laughs> the people's doctor. That would have been awesome. But no, uh, seriously, Alex. Man, I, I appreciate the kind words, my man. I appreciate them. I, I'm Listen, sure you don't you don't look for it and shit like that. But seriously, man, that's that's amazing stuff. I, I've been me my whole life. And I have I've had a hard time at times conforming to specific things. For sure. Conforming to you know, normal societal things because I have a big mouth. I let people know exactly how I'm feeling. I can relate. I'm the same man. So if I think there's an injustice somewhere when it comes to something, I will not stop. I will not, you know, let people do that shit. And I will let people fucking know despite the fact. And that's how you should be, man. And massive amounts of trouble, you know, and very early on in my medical career, you know, I had one of my mentors tell me, don't ever let anybody change who you are because who I was you just are about awesome. to tell you that, man. I swear who to you God, are yeah. is, who you are is awesome. And being in this profession really could suck sometimes and really beat you the fuck down. But you need to keep whoever you are right now as the person you are when you fucking die, because this is exactly how you're going to succeed and exactly how you're going to be the best at what you want to do. And it was something that I really took to heart because, you know, at times you say to yourself, you know, am I doing the right thing? Should I keep the circle of friends that I have? Should I change, you know, how I dress, how I how I act, how I talk, how Don't I do change, things? Don't change, man. And it's one of those things that it's, you know, dance with who brought you, who you brought to the fucking dance. Fuck yeah. And it's impossible to, you know, to not to. It's possible not to be true. And a lot of people don't do that. You know, they just turn their backs on who, who they actually are, which is not doing themselves any favor because... And I'll never understand that shit, dude. Like, why? Why are people? That's that's what I mean. Humans, man. I I, I don't get it sometimes. You know. Well, you know, p- people have this 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 desire and this need to conform, to fit into whatever societal thing that's going on. Which is on, sad, dude. To, to be to be this person, to you know, to be cool for this, to be cool for that. I was never one of those people in my life when I grew up that I was like, oh, I gotta have this, you know, these sneakers. Oh, I gotta have this jacket. Oh, I gotta have. This was, yeah, you know, I, I like to dress nice. I like do whatever course, I do, but, right. I, but I never succumb to that peer pressure. So, oh, do you know, you know, do these drugs. I'm like, nah, man, I'm good. Don't worry about it. Oh, do this. Nah, I'm good. Nah, oh, that's good. Nah, I'm good, bro. I'm going to do me. You could do you. We'll hang out. It's fine. But I'm just not going to be that fucking person. And the good thing is that I've somehow my son, the big guy has picked that up and he's run with that. And he's been that same fucking person because I know he's been in situations where it's been like, oh, let's do drugs. Let's, let's do this. Let's do that. And he's like, nah, man, I'm good. I'm cool. I'm just going to do what's going to do me. Right. And he's done that, which, which is great. So, and I've, I hope that, you know, if there's one thing that I've done well in this life is I've shown him that he needs to be who he is and he needs to, you know, not let anybody else affect that and not let anybody else, you know, sway him to be somebody that he's actually not, which is, you know, as a dad, the best thing I could actually give him. Oh, for sure, man. And like I said, Alex, I don't know why I thought you were a prick at first, right? I Listen, I got to be know. honest. 
I definitely God. am a I definitely am a prick. All right, look, you're a New Yorker, man. It comes natural anyway. Come on. <laughs> You know I don't want I mean? people listening to this and to not think I'm a prick. I am a fucking prick. <laughs> but but I'm cool and people want to hang out with me I'm because a, they, you're a cool me. freak, man. <laughs> no, nah, but seriously, dude, like I don't even know why I thought that way. Like I said, because you've done nothing wrong to me, you know what I mean? At the end of the day. Uh, I was a shit starter, you know, you know that. So I was trying yeah, to Yeah, it's me. probably more that, but I didn't know you. So at the end of the day, you know what I mean? Like I never spoke to you yet, nothing. I obviously I knew who you were, but for some reason, we just never crossed paths until you know yeah. recently. Yeah, but um, yes. man, like, like I said, you, man, like like I said, I'm speechless because it's not every day I, I get to talk to a person like you and and just your life and like even just meeting you guys, right? You've all got interesting lives, man. I mean, it makes me feel fucking boring. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like seriously, I mean, geez, like. It's amazing because even like, you know, what Spiro has gone through and what he's done and you like, you guys have all got interesting like backgrounds, you know what I mean? And it's not every day you get to talk to people like that and not just talk to people, but realize, you know, you guys are just like, you know, me or anyone for that matter, you know what I mean? And you're humble too, man. And that's what matters, you know, as long as you stay humble and stay true to yourself. And don't let any fucking dickhead tell you to be anything else because, dude, that's what makes you the person that you are and always stay true to yourself, you know? And yeah, I truly mean that. This is getting real sappy right now, but I agree with I you. I know. It's true. <laughs> <laughs> dude, it, it really is. I mean, seriously, I've, it's humbled me hearing you be humble. Like, as in, like, fuck any of my shit. Like, what you do is on a different level, man. And, but it makes me happy seeing the good that you get back you know it really does yeah. man because you deserve it you know actually fuck that you earned it you know you know what i'm saying and uh, I, def I, I definitely appreciate that you know it's one of those things it's like you, you never know how you know what you do or how much you do when it comes to stuff like this and i i'm, I'm constantly always trying to help people out i'm a, who, people who are trying to get jobs people right. are trying to get positions people who are trying to like you know get better or do things i, I have this my, my wife tells me all the time she's like you have this really terrible fucking flaw where you have to help everybody that that comes to you whether it's with money whether it's with trying to get them a job trying to do this and this like i become the sucker for everybody when it comes to that but it's just i i don't know why but it's just in my nature that if i have it i want and to and i can help somebody out i want to try to help them out as much as i can and see Especially this if i know they're good and i know that 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 i could help them do something that would later reflect upon me. Like if I, you know, if, I, if somebody comes into my program and then becomes an awesome doctor after that and gets a really awesome job, like that's a part of me that's kind oh, of been fuck out there. Yeah, fuck. And it will always be part of you. Yeah, for of sure. Of course. And and one of the biggest parts of my job that I do is, you know, I have a lot of student doctors who are in my hospital who rotate right. through the ER with me, who I'm responsible for training. And, you know, it's just like having a bunch of kids, you know, <laughs> you want to, you want to imbue them with, with what you know, you want to give them the tools they need to succeed. And when they finally go and do that, when they finally go out into the real world and are responsible for patients themselves and they do well and you get like, you know, phone calls, Hey, this guy's awesome. Hey, this girl's awesome. You know, or you, they call you themselves. You're like, bro, listen, last night I had this crazy kid and if it wasn't for that time that you and I saw this person, which I probably don't even fucking remember because I, yeah. see, I see so many patients, I would have never been able to get through this. Like what you taught me helped me save somebody's life. Fuck man. And, and, and that shit, like I get goosebumps when I talk about this stuff. I, I, I was just going to say, dude, <laughs> you're getting me emotional fucking talking about that. I mean, seriously, like 
and and this is the one thing that I appreciate with you guys. I, I don't know what it is about you compared to, dude. I know a lot of fucking idiots here, right? For example, right? <laughs> no, really, I really do, man. And like, sometimes I think, and I and I truly mean. It, I've said this to Spiro too. I feel like you guys, you know, especially the Americans have done so much for me, man, compared to even my own friends over here, you know, you know what I'm saying? And I truly mean, yeah. I've said that to Spiro a million times. I go, I feel like, man, especially you New Yorkers, especially you have done so much for me and I'm all the way down here, man. Like, you, you know what I mean? And I can feel it from here. And then, you know, and then I look back at where I am over here and I think, Fuck this. <laughs> you, you, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, no, I get it. Yeah. It's hard to put in words. And if, if any of my friends probably end up hearing this, they're probably going to think, look at this guy, you know, you this know what I mean? This but, fucking sheep fucker. Yeah. yeah. Hey, that, no, I'm not from New Zealand. All right. <laughs> my best friend is from New Zealand though. And he's living there now. We, we always give shit to each other about that. But trust me, if you ever see Jay Wayne, you said it, he wouldn't hate on you, man. <laughs> Believe me, he'll actually laugh. Cause it, that's how we are, man, between us, you know? It's like you guys and Canadians, you know? That's yeah. one thing. No no offense to any of my Canadian friends, but what the fuck is up with them, man? <laughs> Seriously. Uh, the way all America's the same, man. Right now, the way America's going right now, Canada's looking better and better. I got a lot of good Canadian friends that I would love to go out and work with. Yeah, but they're all, I don't know, the ones I come across, they're all soft, man. They're all, like, either too nice and soft, like. They're just nice. They're just nice people. That's all. And yeah, I don't know. It's weird, man. But but with you guys, I can relate with you guys more because you're more straight out, man. I, I guess it's a New York thing too, and that's probably why you get labelled as pricks because you guys speak your mind. And I actually like that. I yep. I'd rather be told where I stand than Absolutely. sit there fucking guessing. You know what? What does he can't think or whatever? You know what I mean? Yeah. So that part I appreciate, man, big time. I I've, I've got 11 doctors that I'm responsible for in, in the Shit. pediatric emergency room at my hospital, you know, who, who report to me, who, who are my guys, my girls, yeah. um, who I take care of. And you know, when I hire them, the first thing I tell them is that you will know where you stand with me every day that you work in this place. <laughs> if I am angry at you, if you do something stupid, You'll know I will, you will fucking know it. I will not beat around the bush. I will not play bullshit. If, if you did something great, guess what? You're going to know it too. I am 100% transparent and I will let you know. And a lot of them have felt like, you know, very refreshed that that's the case. They don't feel refreshed when they piss me off, but, you know, <laughs> but, but they know but sometimes that, you, you need know, that, man. You need it. They, they yeah. know that, 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 you know, that, that I'm going to let them know exactly where I stand with them at every single portion of, of, of their career. So, and that's one thing that I think a lot of people don't do. Because, you it's know, true, shit, man. Shit, shit, shit blindsides you and you don't see things happening and people don't talk to you because it's difficult conversations. I am the master right. at having difficult conversations with people. Like, I have no problem telling people, you fucked up. This is what you need to do to fix it. And we're going to meet in, a, in two months and we're going to talk about where you are after that because this is what you need to do. So, and not, not a lot of people don't do that and they don't want to make their people better. They don't want to, like, you know, take you people see, who you know are going to be great and make them yeah, actually yeah. better. That's you my goal. That. And that's awesome, man, because you need to be like that with people. People need to look. I guess there's people out there that don't take that type of criticism well. Like everyone's different, right? Some yeah. people you can't fucking be full on with, you know? And then some others you might have to be a bit, you know? I guess everyone's different. You, you approach it the way you do, depending on the person, right? But yeah. man, at the end of the day, if you can't fucking handle someone telling you just 
truths and it doesn't mean it has to like it's it's because they're trying to hurt you it actually means they actually give a fuck to even tell you what you're doing wrong and what you need to change and and whatnot you know what i mean some people just don't get that and that's oh i wish i had that sort of like and like i've even explained spirit like spirit has changed me in many ways that he doesn't even realize you know what i mean yeah just by the fact that he tells me straight up with shit he doesn't sugarcoat shit but not just that he motivates me you know what i mean and it makes me like want to fucking like yeah, you, work you, for him you, you know you what I mean? want you want to be better you, you right wanna, you want to get to that person's level too so you know and that's the thing it's like you know, i feel that every every day i feel that it's like you know i want i want my people to be better than me if you know and 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 they have something to strive for there's something to get to so it's it's important for me to see that i you know i want to have the best department i want to have the best doctors i want to have the best the best care and you know that shit is is really and i think that's you know, one of the reasons why i am where i am Right. because of that because you know i strive for that you know i try i try to be the best i tell people all the time i said if you're at this fucking job and you don't want to be the best then you should just fucking leave yeah fuck off exactly you yeah. want to be a, me- a mediocre fucking doctor <laughs> fuck do that, that. i don't want to be no the fucking best doctor. right exactly i said i said and i said and you better chase the best because you're fucking staring at him right now and that, that's, <laughs> that's awesome i i pull i pull that you know wrestling promo one-on-one most of the time <laughs> to be the man you gotta beat the. <laughs> that's awesome man and seriously, the more the more I get to know you, the more of a fucking dude, you're you're a top guy, man. Like seriously, just learning what you've what you've told me and all that, and like I said, you you've got an amazing life just from what I've been told, you know. And just going to work every day and dealing with kids, man, that's 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 a whole different level, man. You know. Yeah, it's uh, it's it, it can get a little hairy sometimes. I could I could definitely tell you that. It, you know, it, it becomes the greatest job and then the worst job and and, and, sure. and, and, and on, on a dime. And it's uh, it's you have to go home sometime and unpack a lot of fucking baggage, man. You see, and it's, uh, it's rough. And and then you look at your own kids and you're like, oh yeah, boy, fuck. You, you worry about all the terrible things that can go wrong, the terrible <sighs> things that you saw go wrong. It's yeah. Sometimes it fucks with you. And see, I was gonna ask you, man. Uh, I don't know if you how do i put it like whenever you're feeling that way right where you feel like you might need to talk to somebody say right yep are you the type that that opens up even if it's to your wife or just someone do can you are you able to like do that like yeah you know it's 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 weird like i kind of i go through phases like right i tell people i tell people all the time that i'm I'm a manic depressive but i just haven't gone through my depress i haven't gone through my depressive phase yet because you've got no time for that shit right now i got no time for that i got no time for that shit ever that's this is the problem like you know i'm I'm 100 percent of the time always manic i'm all over the place i'm fucking running around i'm getting shit done i'm doing shit like i i take it i take it like as personal insult if i'm in the er and people waiting more than an hour to be seen yeah so, fuck that as you, as you should like, really man you know boom, what i mean boom, 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 get stuff done so you know i'm i'm always running on 100 cylinders so but you know there are times that shit happens and you know you go through some things that that kind of suck and you just got to kind of lean back you know because have i been to a therapist before yeah did, did i did oh, really you think have? it helped me yeah, I, had, I, I was going through marriage counseling at one point with my oh, yeah, see, i couldn't which, do it which, myself I, I think but yeah continue on sorry it was a mess it was the worst five thousand dollars i spent because i sat there and i lied to her the whole time so which was great um <laughs> and then you know, I, met, I met with the therapist because it was a couple that was doing it with us. I met with the guy a couple of times myself. And was it really helpful? Eh, I don't know. You know, my son went to therapy after my divorce, which really? I think he, well, he had like like three different therapists. And I think eventually Shit. we found 
we found the right guy. Of course, he wasn't in my network and I had to pay him money, you know, money every time we saw him. But I think he got enough out of that and he got a lot out of that that it was worth it at that point. Um, and he and he really felt better about you know about his life and himself um, and, and what he's going to do. And, and now he's like, he's a super happy kid who's doing well and he's he understands that his dad and his mom just didn't get along and they, and they couldn't you know, push through and do anything more from there. And he's gotten close with my, you know, with my wife now. And he, the two of them are, you know, are really good friends and they, and they, and they take care of each other. And That's he loves my, he, he loves his two brothers, his brothers and sister right now. When before, like, you know, when I told him that she was pregnant initially, he was like, I hope, I hope that baby dies. Like that was his fucking response, which is like, it's crazy, man. And you hear something like that yeah, from I'm your own you. kid about your other kid. It's like, wow, you know, it really fucks you up and stuff. So, you know, but for me, like you said, like you, you, you said it exactly correct. It's like, I, I don't got time for that shit. Like, you know, I, I've, I've got, I've got a crazy job. I've got family that depend on me. I've got, you know, my mom, my dad, or, you know, they're, you know, they're in their sixties, but they're in really poor health. I got an 80 year old grandmother at this point, not that I wanted to be, but I'm the patriarch of the whole fucking family. And it's, that's a lot of weight. My job's a lot of weight having one family there with my son and my ex-wife paying her fucking insane amount of money every month. And then having my new family, you know, tremendous amount of pressure. But my problem is, is that like, I just don't have time for that shit. I don't have time to be sad. I don't have time to, to worry about nonsense. I don't have time to lose sleep. I don't got time for that stuff. It's just, you put your head down and you fucking just smash through whatever wall is possible. And that's how I've gotten through it. And God, you know, knock on wood. Like I tell people all the time, I said, you know, I don't think I've ever been prolongly depressed in my entire life. And I think a lot of it has to do with the fact that I have really good outlets for my anger. I have really good outlets for my sadness. I have really good outlets for my depression. You know, if I get fucking angry, I like to punch things in the fucking face. As shitty as that sounds, I punch things no, in the fucking face and I it understand. makes me feel a lot fucking better. It makes me feel <laughs> a lot better. You know, I went from a woman who was a teacher who really didn't understand what I did as a physician to someone who does the same exact job as I do, who I can go home and talk to all the time about my job and feel good right, about it. Exactly. I thought I thought initially that, you know, not being with somebody in medicine was a smart thing. Absolutely not. Being with somebody who's on your, who's, who's your equal. That can understand and, you. And, and, stuff, and yeah. can understand you completely. It's, it makes things so much better for the two of you. So that's helped me tremendously. Um Loving what I do has helped me tremendously. Having a bunch of friends that are really awesome has been tremendously. The the, the NFO podcast has helped me tremendously. Right. It gives me an outlet to talk to like, you know, two fucking dudes who I really get along with, who I really love, who, who are like legitimately, legitimately my brothers, who who I want to hang out with and talk shit, shit, sh talk shit to and talk shit about. And three it's of the gonna, best shit fucking shit talkers too, man. Exactly. It's, 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 it's good. It's, you know, you elevate your shit talking right, game when yeah. you're inside there. So it's been, it's, it's been fun. It's been great. It's been an outlet. So having all, you know, if anybody hears this, you know, and, and, and really takes anything away from this is like, you got to oh, have dude. an outlet. You got to have an outlet to the things that, to the things that stress you out in life. If you don't have that outlet, if you don't have something, you got to get off your ass and motivate yourself to find something to, to, to do it. And my problem is I have too many fucking outlets. I got too many things that I do, too many things that I enjoy, too many. But you know what? I think that's what keeps me sharp, and that's what keeps sure. me, and that that's what keeps me stable. Because it's like, oh, if I get a little burnt out by doing this, I'm gonna jump and do this. Oh, if I get, you know, if I don't want to do that a little for a little bit, I'm gonna go jump and do this. So it's just, I have a really bad case, case ADHD, and it's just me keeping myself busy, constantly doing things constantly, 
And it's just gonna, it makes me happy. You know, it gives me that endorphin dump, whether it's fighting, whether it's training, whether it's going to the fights, whether it's being at my job, right. whether it's my toys, whether it's my comics, whether it's podcasting, whether it's Star Wars, whether it's whatever. There's just so much shit that I want to absorb and want to learn. I want to get better at. I want to, because it makes me feel of a better person. Like I'll give you the best, the best for instance. When I was training for my black belt and about to take it, my, my wife's family was, was in town. And my wife's family is from, they're, they're from Israel. My, my wife's mom is an, is a, she's an Iraqi Jew who grew up in Israel. Oh, that was, and she's, okay. Right. She's, she's hardcore. Like hardcore. <laughs> like hardcore. And yeah. she, you know, and, and she's, she's not a very, she's smart. She's definitely smart. She's one of the best people I know. But, you know, she's, she's very simple. She keeps things together. You know, she's, I'll get you, like, yeah. she's never worked out a day in her life. You know, she doesn't go crazy about like lots of crazy things. It's, you know, she's very simple. It's like oblivious great. to all the other shit. You know what I mean? Pretty much. Yeah, she because it doesn't matter. It's like right. she got what, she, what she has and what it is. So you know, when I'm training for this test, she she was at my house and I'm at the gym like six days a fucking week, doing like three hour training sessions, doing yoga, doing fucking cardio, kickboxing, doing boxing, cross training and jujitsu, doing all this bullshit. Coming home, I got black eyes, I got bloody fucking noses, I got I'm, I'm a mess. And you know, we sit down to dinner one time, and she was like, "Let me ask you a question." She has this very broken English accent. She's like why are you taking this test? And I'm like, what do you mean? I was like, it's the next step in my progression, you know, for my training. She's like, no, but why? Like, are you going to get any money out of it? Like, do you, are you going to get a promotion like at work from it? Like, is it going to do anything in your life? Like, like, are you going to walk into like, a, you know, someplace and like hold this belt up and be like, Oh, Hey, look, this is who I am now. Really? Like, oh my like, God. No, cause no, she, she wasn't asking from a place of malice. She no, was no, asking. No, from I a, get it. Yeah. Yeah. She was asking from a legitimate place of, of right. curiosity as like, right, why right. Are you put you're you're a 44 year old man. You're at that point as a 42 year old man who has a wonderful family, who has a wonderful job, who's a smart guy who makes a lot of money. Why are you letting people punch you in the face? Like what's the reason why? And, and I know that? your answer. I, I, I think I know your answer, but continue on. Right. So, and I sat there and I like, I thought about it for a little while. I'm like, well, she's kind of right. I mean, it's like, how do I explain this to this woman? Like why I'm doing this thing? It's, but it's really nothing to do with the family though. Really? You know what I'm oh, saying? It's nothing, no, it's nothing, it's nothing exactly. to do with it. And, and it was, and, and I turned to her and I said, okay. So I said, let me explain it to you like this. I said, you know, Mount Everest, right? Right. Would you ask people why <laughs> they climb Mount Everest? And you know what the reason is? It's because it's fucking there. That's the reason. Right. It, it's because it's, it's there. as simple as that. When they get to the top, they're risking their life. They're risking limb. You know, they could die easily up there. What's the reason? They're not gonna get. There's not a pot of gold up there. <laughs> right. They're doing it because it's there, and it's something that you have inside of you to personally motivate you Fuck, to per exactly. to perform a task. Yeah. Medical school was definitely a task that, that I was motivated to do and motivated to finish that I did, that I need to do for myself. Did it give me money at the end of it? Absolutely. Of course. It did. Of course. Yeah. Does getting a black belt in kickboxing do? No, it doesn't. But what it, it does is about it's, that, right? It's not, it, it ain't about that. Exactly. It's, it's, it's about you. It's, and, and she's never had anything in that and like, like that in her life that had a goal that, in the end of it, you get something that kind of doesn't mean anything to anybody else, but it means something to you because right. you put the work in, you put the time in, you put your heart, you put your soul, you put your fucking blood, your tears into this and you earned it and you achieved it. And your peers who know you were there, saw it happen. And even if they didn't see it happen, 
that's yours and it's yours right nobody could take that from you and nobody and i can't give that to somebody else and no one else can earn that unless they earn it they can't be handed that so and it's a it, it was difficult for her to, to grasp that concept because that's not the way she operates that's not the way she works you know it's like you whatever goal you have should be something that's going to lead you to something else that's that old school mentality man you know what i mean yeah, my parents really even is. think that way you know so yeah I, I get you, man. I totally understand what you mean. And, and there's only like, you know, there, there, there's there's two different you know types of people in the world. People who will do things for the goal of getting money or getting things or getting right. property or getting cars or getting something. And they will go through that stuff. And the people who go through stuff like a black belt test or climb Mount Everest or fucking, you know, do whatever or, you know, trek the Amazon because it's there. Right. And because because what they get from that is something that they cannot achieve. And we, we talk about this all the time. And, you know, it's the people who've taken that test at my gym who have, you know, suffered through that fucking test and have gotten it. The second it's over, the second you're, you stand back up and you prepare for the ceremony for you, for you to get belted, the feeling that you have, it, it's impossible for me to describe that to anybody who hasn't. Unless you've done it, right. It's impossible because no one, you don't understand. Even if I see it, like I saw it happen to my son and I was, I was so elated for him. I was so happy for him. I was overjoyed. But when it happened for me to myself, it was a different thing. Yeah, it's, it's the, if you could take that feeling and bottle it and sell it, that'd be the greatest drug on the fucking planet because everybody would want to have that. Because if I can get that feeling back again, I would do it again in a heartbeat. Go, I, I broke two ribs and I broke my nose during that during that time. But it was all worth it. it all were, and I do it fucking again in a second. Like literally, I was I look like shit for fucking two and a half. I'll show you the photo. For two and a half weeks, I looked like shit. It was brutal. That um, long you took to recover from? It was it was terrible, terrible. It was funny because I went to a UFC fight <clears throat> uh, like a week after that, and all the fighters were like, Doc, what happened to your face? <laughs> and I'm like, Oh, I took I took my black belt test. They were like, God damn, we don't even do we don't even train that fucking hard. I know, man. I know people that have gotten their black belts, and by the way you describe it, dude, man, it's like you went through hell to get it. You know what I mean? It was insanity. So, um, and she and she doesn't understand that. Like, you know, she didn't get it, and I and I understand why. Like I said, because she has this old school mentality, right. and it's not like something that's inherent to her where she could be like, oh yeah, oh that makes sense. Um, but for me, it was it was a completely different world. I mean, I'll show you this photo. It's kind of oh, let me see. Let me put my uh, another window here. I could. Oh shit! Oh, even yeah. your body, dude. My body is a fucking tr- is a wreck, you know. Fuck. I'm, I'm all, all bruised out in my face. I had two two massive black eyes. Shit! You look like a completely different. It's like your whole face is swollen, man. Like my my whole face was was completely fucking shit. mashed. And the UFC fighters like, damn, dude, we don't even go through this shit. And you're a fucking duck. I, I could only imagine what they think like when they I, see you. I, like I, I was going to work. <laughs> just like that. Just like that. That's crazy, man. Crazy. Man, that's what I mean. You're one of a kind, man. Uh, you're pretty unique, man. Well, in my world, you're unique. Put it that way. I mean, dude, <laughs> I, I, I don't. I'm lost for words. Like, like I said, and just quietly, you know, it's uh, two forty-three a.m. for you, right? Yeah, I know. It's all good. <laughs> you sure? Yeah, my wife hasn't gotten home yet. We can wrap oh. it up though, if you want. I don't no, know no, no, no. Hey, I, I'm, I'm, I'm. It's only six forty-three for me, man. So. Just, just do me one favor though. Don't be shy to yeah. tell me, "Hey, I gotta go." All right. Yeah. So when you're ready, that's when yep. we wrap it up. Uh, I'm trying to think if I haven't told you anything else in my world over here, but uh, you know, we, we've definitely covered 
we, we've covered the fun stuff. I, I, I can tell you that for sure. Well, I actually do want to ask you a question. Yeah, though. sure, man. Unless you had more to say no, about... No, no, I'm Go for it. Um, I, I hope it's all right to bring up, but you know how you made the, the, the action figure for GGP for his birthday? Yes, yep. Dude, that was awesome, man. When you showed me that, I was like, wow, that's cool. Can I ask you, did you did you use like a... Like you obviously like redone a, another action yeah. figure, right? Yep, yep. Did, did you use who I thought you might have used to actually make it? <laughs> For, for what for the head or for the body well kind of for everything head body because it would make sense uh, you, you know where i'm going here right no no where are you going <laughs> tell me please i'm curious i feel bad saying this though but no please say it i want to hear right. it <laughs> no well it, did you use a stone cold figure i did not know i did okay not. all I, right it, it was on the table i have one that i was going to use it but right the, listen i love ggp but i'm going to tell you that i'm going to tell you i'm pretty a little secret he's <laughs> Two things. He's a little short. Okay. <laughs> oh shit. I make. Right. I, I give him shit all the time about the lifts that he wears in his shoes, and <laughs> oh, no. he has. He has a very. Hey, he's interesting... picky about that shit. By the oh, way. He lo- uh, that's why. That's why I pick on him about it. <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> and 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 he's got a very particular body type that nobody else in the business has. I, I've seen him like at his best, and he looks amazing at his best. And you know when he's at his semi best, he's got a weird looking shape to him that is difficult to translate into action figures. So. <laughs> So for his body, I used a Matt Hardy figure. Um, oh, really? I think for the legs, it was a Stone Cold figure, if I recall. I can't remember which legs. Oh, so I have you, a lot. you put different, like... Yeah. Okay, yep. I didn't realize yep. that. That's cool, man. Uh, I have, like, a whole chop shop behind me. I'm in one of my drawers, which I have everything. So it's hard for me to kind of sometimes remember which came from which. But I know the body was a Matt Hardy figure. Um, and the legs were, you know, some thicker legs. He has pretty thick legs. True. Um, from uh, I think it was from a Stone Cold, and then the arms were from I don't can't I can't even remember. But the problem is you have to match the skin tones because they come all different kind of skin tones too. <laughs> I hate painting the skin. Once you start painting the skin, it gets it gets a it gets it gets. That would be hard, it's, man. It's, it's it's it just starts to peel off and doesn't look right. It's just very difficult to do. Um, so you want to match all the skin tones. So luckily enough, I had everything. And then the head I used for him, I think it was an Ishi head that someone had made. No. Someone, had made custom, someone had made a custom Ishi head. Yeah. And I just put the beard on it and it looked just like him. So and I painted <laughs> it up. I would have never guessed that was an issue head, man. Yeah, wow, seriously, um, that surprised me. I, I worked on that for a, for a, for a while for him, and you know, it was one of those. I, I'm getting bad. Like the first one I made for somebody was Joel Maximo. I made I made Maximo his own figure. I didn't do a box or anything like that. And then the second one I made was one I was working on for like four and a half years because I was just too lazy. I don't know if you know this guy. He's one of the New York guys. His name is Mike Verna. He's been on AW Dark. Sounds familiar. Sounds familiar. Yeah. He did some. He did like you know. NXT for like two minutes here and there. He's been here and there. He's he's kind of right. He's, he's a good guy. He's a good friend of Papa Don too. Um, so I made him a figure and that and, and his, pro, his the problem with him was that he has an insane amount of tattoos. And instead of I have a guy who does like the decals for me, if I send him images, but the problem is he has like a sleeve. So I just said fuck it and I freehanded everything and I just drew it all myself. And you did it like spot on, like I, uh, yeah, I mean I could show you the stuff and it's it's pretty spot That's on. Cool, I mean, it's, not, it's not perfect, perfect, but it's pretty right. spot on. Um, so it took me forever to do that one. So I gave him that one. I made him a box too. So I wanted to up it a little bit. And then when it came to Papadon, I was like, all right, I got to go balls. The box was pretty good, yeah. man. The way you did the box, the box amazed me too. I had all his highlights. I had all his stats. I had, you know, all his, all his, his catchphrases, you know, I had a little yeah. blurb about who he was and what he does and blah, blah, blah. And then I made, you know, the photos and I had, like, you had to cut it specifically. So it fits the box on special fucking paper. And then, and then, and then like, seal it and then i had to get like the plastic on the inside and i had to like 
hair dry the plastic on the inside of the, no of the box so, so i could fit in like the 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 t-shirts i wanted to put inside there that was belts. cool too man yeah and i had to fix the belts and change the belts to the ones that he won and blah 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 and then i got i got all his logos professionally done by that guy who makes my stickers and i put them all on and all that shit so it was about probably at least six figures that i used that i cobbled together to put wow. his figure together so you know, twenty bucks a figure. That's going to be you know <laughs> a lot of fucking money. You know, one hundred twenty bucks. Right <laughs> you that bat. GGP? <laughs> yeah, exactly. And that's what that's without the custom work of doing all the paint job and the stickers and the box. And if all I'm charging labor. somebody, if I'm charging somebody that, it's probably going to be like two fifty, three hundred bucks. Oh, for sure, man. I mean, that's not easy work either, man. And you and know that what? Was, that was his free, cri- his, his free Christmas present. <laughs> you know what's funny? Well, since you created the the actual action figure. I don't know if you know this, but I created his digital version. I did a real good job of it. He looks exactly like him. I'm talking about oh. um, on uh, did you ever see him? He had it as a profile pic, probably a couple of years ago now, but uh, on WB 2K19. Oh yeah, the creator wrestler. Yeah, yeah. Someone yeah. else, someone else had created him, and I, I, not to sound like a prick, right? Whoever did it, I just oh, thought good, it. Bro. I I do it all the time too. Don't worry. Yeah, like I, I saw it right. And I'm like, oh man, that's that I could do so much better. So I thought, fuck it, that motivated me to do it. Nice. So yeah, I did it, man. He came out. I don't know if you ever saw it, man, but I'm, I've got a photo. But I'm telling you, it looks exactly like him, even from his pose, yep. to what he's wearing. And he was like, wow. And everyone that I've showed, like everyone's pretty impressed by it. So it didn't even impress me. I was shocked at how well nice. I did it. But when I said he was fussy. Cause I'm like, listen, if you want me to change anything in particular, right? Just tell me, right? He, <laughs> he the, the laundry you. list of shit to change. Oh my god, man! And like, you know, with the um, with the the, the kick pads, man. For example, yep. I didn't I didn't put kick, kick pads at first, right? He's like, bro, you got to put the kick pads, man. And he was adamant about it too. Like, I mean, he was. That's the first mistake. I I, I had to dig through my box and find the perfect kick pads because he wears specific (laughs) kick pads. Right. And I'm like, I'm like, all right. And I found one boot and I was like, I know I had the other one. I had to tear my whole fucking like my section of shit that I have up to find it. It was hilarious. Oh, and and it's funny because I'm like, be straight out honest with me. I was telling him, boy, was he honest with you? Yeah. To a a T, like everything. You know what I mean? He will not pull his punches. Oh, for sure. And that's one of the things I love about him no doubt that same here but it's just funny like how he literally he literally pulled me up on all sorts of shit but before like we end it man i mean and really i've got a few other things I'll, i'd love to ask you still but yeah, man, we can uh i mean we can save it for another time and we're gonna end up putting your whole life story it could be end up becoming a six hour <laughs> imagine that a six hour interview I'm, I'm sure the only person who will listen to it is my mom that's about it Oh, that's cool, man. You know, I hope my mom doesn't hear this, right? But I'm an asshole, bro. I literally purposely, like, when I post my shit, right, I will, like, make sure. You know when you can, like, take out certain people you don't want, like, see? Yeah, Yeah, my mom is one of them. So, (laughs) like... I'm telling you, man. I need- uh, I'll, do, I'll, I'll do you one better. My mom once, like a year and a half ago, left a review for the NFL oh, podcast. Oh, no. <laughs> and she's like, I give this zero stars. Everybody talks too fast, and these other two assholes don't <laughs> don't let my son talk. <laughs> Papa's like, bro, oh, your, your mom buried us on the cover. Oh. <laughs> that's, that's, that's what you call a pop right there, man. That's yeah, awesome. Hilarious. And she probably meant that too, right? 
100%. Oh, man. Fucking pricks. The other two assholes, huh? <laughs> they don't let right. you fucking talk. But uh, I did Bin Hamin too, by the way, and Stevie Richards. I was in the middle yep. of doing Salah, and then I just sort of gave up. But uh, oh, here it is. I'll just give you a, a quick sort of... Uh... Oh, man, I don't know if you can see... Oh, wait, let me put the brightness down, actually, on my phone, and then you'll probably be able to see it. Just give me a moment. Oh, fucking, where did it go? There you go. Oh, you probably can't tell, man. That's legit. Wow, no, I see it. That's crazy. Yeah. I actually haven't seen it. That's crazy. That's perfect. Yeah, no, I was even surprised at how well I actually made him. Everyone's, like, praised me about it. And I'm like, That's shit, crazy. you know what? That came out a lot better than even I expected. But, yeah, I've, I've done multiple, like, different poses nice. and different actual gear, like, obviously. But, man, yeah. Like, I was like, shit, that is lifelike. So I don't know how I did it, but I just did it, and yeah, I just put a bit of pride um, in it. Man. Well, awesome. yeah, this is two years ago now, like, but a lot of people have downloaded him though. So if you ever, nice. if you ever want to, do you have a PS4? I do. Did you ever play the WB2K games? I know they're nah, stuck, right? Not, but I, I got out of that a while ago. Well, if you ever get your hands on 2K19 and look up GGP. Yep. He's there with all nice. with everything. So yeah, all, all five foot six of him. <laughs> Man, <laughs> I said that Papadon, not Jimmy. Don't worry. Yeah, yeah. No, no, I don't care. It's not that. It's not that. Look, I can be guilty of saying shit like that too. But I almost feel bad this the minute I would say something like that. You know what I mean? I feel like a prick because I know oh, in a way. Don't worry, I'm a prick to him. He's a prick to me. It's fine. <laughs> Cause you know what I mean. He's a professional wrestler, and you know what? He told me a story how uh, I'm pissed off to those fucking greenhorns that got him injured when he was in a tag match with Ben Hamin. Yeah. Where he was going to get a tryout with New Japan, and that's fucked yep. up, dude. Like yeah, that, that really pissed me off because I think he would be mega over in Japan. He's even with that gimmick, the Japanese yep. will eat that shit up. Like yeah, hundred percent. They'll fucking hate him. <laughs> they'll hate his guts for sure. But, um, man, I'm sure you're tired by this point. It looks like your eyes are ready to <laughs> ready to shut. I could party all night long, baby. <laughs> you probably could, too. I mean, shit. <laughs> I mean, did you, do you have to go or? Uh, yeah, I'm probably going to cash out a little bit because my, my, my wife is going to walk in any minute now and then she's going to start screaming at me. So. <laughs> hey, well, that's what we've been for, right? That's it. <laughs> all right, man. Alex, the doc... Man, it was a pleasure having you on here, man. And and really, I want to get you back on in the future. I mean, even in a few weeks' time. I mean, like I said, you've got a story to tell. Have you ever considered writing a book, dude? I, I've been kind of spirit that. But you, dude, you should fucking consider it. I, I'm dead I, set serious about it. I have. Um, it's just, you know, having the time to sit down and get it all done. But, uh, um, I, I, you know... <laughs> I actually mocked up a, a fake cover. There was some like in Facebook challenge oh, recently that be, was out there. Man, don't be and embarrassed. I was like, oh, it's it like <laughs> mock up a fake cover. So I mocked up a cover. And, and uh, the, the title of the book was, yep, that shit happened. <laughs> you know what? That's so you. I don't even know you like for long. I could just picture that. <laughs> that's perfect for you, bro. I'm telling you. you. You should call it that. I mean, what would you call yeah. it? I, that's what I was going to call it. Yep, that shit happened. <laughs> man, I'm telling you. And I, and I truly mean this like from the bottom of my heart, dude. Really consider doing that, man, because I think you've got a story to tell, man. 
and I think it'd be great, like, for people to know this, man. Like, I, I really think that. I mean, you've got so many stories. Your life has gone in so many different directions, man. Positive, negative, doesn't matter. Like, you've experienced so much in life, man, just in, in just 44 years of being alive, dude. I mean, you're still young, man, you know? Yeah. I'm looking for I'm looking forward to the to the back nine right now. So <laughs> we'll see what I can come up with at that point. But uh, it's it's been it's been crazy, and it's it, like like I said, so sometimes I have to sit back and think about it and be like, wow, like yeah, that should happen, and that's why that's the name of the book. <laughs> yeah, yeah the, yep, awesome. that should happen. Um, but it's nuts. But uh, dude, I totally appreciate coming on. This has been fun. It, it, it's 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 always good that you know when you when you're booked for certain things and suddenly like shit just kind of organically spirals out into whatever it is and you get to kind of free talking and you know sh shit gets out there so uh, i i enjoyed this this is good um and i did when you need me to come back whatever you know you want to talk about wrestling you want to talk about mma you want to talk about whatever yeah. I, i'm for sure in man you know it's funny i mean even though i do a, a, a professional wrestling show right we kind of <laughs> we went all sorts of directions which is cool because sometimes i don't like being total wrestling centric you know what i mean but the yeah. thing is, you're a doc, you're a pro wrestling fan, a lifelong fan, you're a fight fan as well. Dude, you're perfect. I mean, and you host the NFO podcast as well. I mean, dude, before you go get your stuff in, man, tell everyone well, where they can find you. If I mean, you want to find me, you know, you can find me weekly at the New Force Order podcast. It's on the Hameen Media Group. Um, we have our own Podbean channel. We have our own Spotify just look up New Force Order, a Star Wars <laughs> podcast. The NFO with me, Papadon, and Spiro. Um, we have a bunch of guests on. We've been, our guests have actually gotten better and better the last couple of weeks. They have, um, man. <laughs> we've had a bunch of really like quality guests, and that's all Papadon's doing. They, you know, that guy, typical carny pro wrestler, could fucking <laughs> sell. Uh, he could sell ice to an Eskimo. Um, and uh, he's been doing a fantastic job of getting really awesome people in there. So you can definitely find me there weekly. We drop like on Thursdays usually. Um, social media wise, I am most active on my Instagram account. That's where I kind of put my stuff up. I am at Dr. Dr. Underscore Destroyo. D-E-S-T-R-R-O-Y-O, which is my wrestling gimmick. <laughs> um, and uh, I'm on Twitter at Alex Arroyo MD. And then I'm on Facebook at Alex Arroyo. So um, I'm back and forth between all those those platforms there. I'm not on Parlor. Don't worry. I'm not going to, you know. Neither am I. <laughs> storm, the, storm the Capitol. We'll do any of that shit with Papa Dunn. Um, and wear my tinfoil hat. But uh, <laughs> for the most part, my social media outlets. You may find me somewhere when they restart this shit from New York. See me ringside of the cage, hanging out, um, taking care of the fighters. But, uh, for the most part, that's my... Uh, my links that's where I'm at.